politics, entertainment, and anything that matters to you. Feel free to call Brian at 702-221-7283. You want answers? I want the truth! Now pushing the limits, here's Brian Shapiro. Well, what's up, everybody? Happy Thursday. It is Pushing the Limits time, and I'm so glad you join us. We're broadcasting live, right? Why do I sound like Harry Carey? We're broadcasting live. I don't know what that was all about, but anyway, I can't talk today. It is Pushing the Limits. We're here on KSHP 1400, also broadcasting everywhere else, YouTube, PTL Vegas fan page. We're also on the Facebook PTL fan page. You can hear see me on Twitter and hear me on Twitter at Pushing Limits LV. So we're everywhere just so that we can bring you some solid entertainment by yours truly. And we have a very special guest in the studio today. We have a lot to talk about. Oh, boy, we got a lot to get to. Doug Basham is joining me in studio today. Uh, of course, you've heard him on the airwaves for years here in Las Vegas, and it's been a little while since Doug uh, has been here. Last time he was here, he was filling in for me. i got to take a day off once in a while. Doug, thank you so much for being here. How are you? Always a pleasure, Ryan. All right. Good pleasure pleasure to have you in here. We, we uh, Hey, Mark, get his microphone on because he's... Uh, well, I mean, I mean, I don't like you that much, but I think I like you enough to have your microphone on. So yeah. I, I would hope. <laughs> anyway, good to see you, Doug. Thank you so much for being here. Always um, good to be here. Did anything happen today? Yeah, a lot. So, Doug, we have a lot to get to. We got to talk, of course, about this uh, this idiot Santos who uh, <laughs> uh, seems to lie about everything. Uh, you know, sometimes men lie about certain things, about maybe sexual things. They lie about how much money they have. These are normal things. Sadly, some people lie about. But Santos has literally lied about everything in his resume. So we're going to get to that. And uh, Kevin McCarthy, the man with no backbone. Uh, we'll we'll uh, get his response to Santos and his thoughts on that. Uh some interesting news coming out of the Marjorie De- Taylor Greene camp. And, 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 you know, obviously, you know how I feel about Marjorie Taylor Greene. It involves Dr. Dre. Yes. It's very entertaining. It involves some of Dr. Dre's, uh, music. Also, Republicans in the House passing, uh, some new laws as far as abortion and abortion rights. We're going to get to that too. But obviously, the biggest news of the day, and certainly, of course, of the last 24 to 48 hours, is President, uh, Joe Biden's legal team finding a second batch now of classified government uh, records following the initial discovery of classified documents as former think tank office in Washington this past fall. Now, what has gone on here is Republicans are using this as red meat and trying to make all these types of comparisons. Oh, you see, we now we need to hire a special counsel. We now need to go after Joe Biden. So I want to play you a clip, Doug, and then I want you to respond to it. This is Josh Hawley. Again, this is the moron who the uh, the, the election-denying, fist-pumping idiot um, who, again, makes an appearance in his safe haven Fox News. This is what Josh Hawley had to say about these findings uh, as far as these classified documents. Have a listen to this. Call on him to resign today. Does that affect your f- thinking at all? What do you okay, so, intend uh, to do about Congressman Santos? Okay, so so yeah, cut two. We're going to go to cut two. Uh, cut two is Josh Hawley, um, and this is him on Fox News talking and responding to the Joe Biden documents. Uh, here we go. Exactly what Merrick Garland has done to, done to Donald Trump. And Sean, as you were just saying a second ago, it can't be that we have two tiers of justice in this country. It can't be that there's one rule for Republicans and a different rule for Democrats. You know, Merrick Garland said, oh, we have to have a special prosecutor for Trump. Well, that means we've got to have one for Biden. It's the same thing. And arguably, it's worse for Biden because, as you say, he couldn't declassify. Whatever else we know is true. We know that he didn't have the power on his own as VP to declassify these documents. So listen, the Democrats say they're all 
for equity. Well, what's equitable here is that there be a special counsel. Okay. So, Doug, I want to get your response to uh, what you just heard from uh, Josh Hawley. What is you your mean, thought? Uh, other than the obvious, is my mic on? It is. It is. Oh, okay. Yeah. Other than the obvious that Josh Hawley is an idiot and a liar. I mean, other than the obvious, I mean, I don't know if you heard, but Merrick Garland appointed a special counsel this morning to look into the Biden documents. Which is appropriate. It is. Uh, yeah. Um, but basically what the Republicans are doing is playing off what they've been setting up for years, playing the eternal persecuted victim. These are the people that coined the phrase snowflakes. Yeah. And yet there are no bigger snowflakes in this world than today's QOP. And the lead snowflake is Donald friggin Trump. Yeah. If, the, if there's ever been anybody in the history of this country that has played the victim more, has played the hoax, witch hunt card more, I don't know who it is. So let me respond, Doug, real quickly to... My Trumplican friends out there who want to make the case that these classified documents in this situation with Joe Biden is just like Donald Trump. Let me explain to some of you morons out there that are not very intelligent how this situation is so different. And I'm going to give you facts. Sadly, something that many Trumplican is a word that you cannot spell. <laughs> okay. Mr. Trump and Mr. Biden responded very differently to this situation. Mr. Trump and his aides resisted the government's repeated efforts to retrieve them all. Joe Biden's lawyers reported the problem. They actually reported it and handed it over. They're the ones who found it. Uh, The FBI, DOJ, they had no idea about this stuff. Biden's lawyers are the ones that discovered it. They reported the problem to the White House, and the White House says it has fully cooperated with the DOJ, including by searching Mr. Biden's Wilmington, houses and other homes as well and the other locations where files from his vice presidential office might have been shipped in the course of the 2020 transition and many experts would give you an explanation on how this took place that it was something called an accident that clearly these documents were shipped to the wrong address and i believe that is exactly what the doj is trying to find all evidence points to the fact that Donald Trump had these documents at Mar-a-Lago and it was intentional. All the evidence points to the fact that Donald Trump and his lawyers did not and still have not fully cooperated. They didn't cooperate with the subpoena. They didn't cooperate with the FBI. They're still not fully cooperating with the FBI. There is zero evidence to show that Joe Biden, his attorneys, did not cooperate. That is the big difference. It's called intent. And how you behave when under this type of scrutiny or an investigation. That's the difference for all you Trumplicans out there that are trying to compare the two. There is no comparison to the two. Now, with that being said, I'm glad that Garland has hired a special counsel. I want both Donald Trump and Joe Biden to be treated the same as the law pertains. But you'll never hear Republicans say that. After the whole Mar-a-Lago incident, all the Trumpicans out there were saying, oh, this is a nothing burger. This is no big deal. Who cares? 
a nothing burger. But now all of a sudden this Joe Biden information comes out. Oh, let's get a special counsel. We got to investigate the Biden family. Put them all in jail. I know. I'm sick of both. I'm sick of all these Republicans out there. That's what bugs me probably the most about this situation is what the right wing propaganda hate media is going to do with it. And they've already started. And before long, if it hasn't happened already, it will be gospel in the bowels of the right wing media that what Joe Biden did was worse than Donald Trump. They already believe that. They were primed to believe it. I mean, I mean, it's, now, yes, it will be problematic. Possession of Classified information is problematic no matter who has it. But like you said, it boils down to intent. It boils down to cooperation. And we're not just talking apples and oranges here. We're talking caviar and spam. Apples and orangutans, if you will. I mean, there is simply no comparison. And the phrase that immediately comes to my mind is, with the announcement of this special counsel, is short-term pain for long-term gain. I'm confident when all is said and done, there will be no malicious intent found on Joe Biden's, you know, and that at is, all. And, and, and Doug, you're absolutely right. I agree with you. And that is what is, can be so criminal in this. If you, if you, if you do something accidentally, that's one thing. But if there is criminal intent, that when it comes to classified, that is a very serious crime. <laughs> and, and and to me that is a very important distinction here, and I agree with that's going to find. I want to I want to play. By you. the way, yeah. before you go on, Josh sure. Hawley is lying in the fact that the vice president can't declassify information. Mm-hmm. He can declassify information that he classified. Right. Now we don't know if that's the case, but to me it doesn't matter. And this whole this whole canard of classification declassification under the three laws for which Trump is being investigated, the classification status doesn't matter. Yeah. They have him dead to rights on possession. As far as I'm concerned, they have him dead to rights on intent. They have him dead to rights yeah. on obstruction. I guarantee you that if this was Donald Trump or anybody surrounding the orange turd, as you would call him. Uh, which I stole from you, by the way, Doug. <laughs> um, if anybody around Donald Trump find found any of these types of documents, they would do the last thing they would do would be turn it over to the DOJ. Oh, absolutely, it's the last thing they would do. Yeah, uh, that's uh, what Joe Biden's attorneys did, and they did the right thing. I think this is problematic politically, not legally, yeah. and we're two years before the next election. Yeah. So I want to play you an interaction between, uh, as I like to call him, Peter uh, Dushi, uh, but I, actually I've interviewed him before, and, and his. His behavior and his questioning uh, of the Biden administration, while at times could be a little bit entertaining, is just classless. But I want to play you an interaction that Peter Ducey from Fox News uh, had with Jean-Pierre, Corinne uh, uh, Jean-Pierre, who is the uh, White House spokesperson. This would be cut three. And I want to play this little interaction for you. And then we'll talk about it. Here it is. And then on these documents, how could anyone be that irresponsible? Isn't that what this president says about mishandling classified documents? The president spoke to this personally. He spoke to this personally. He, again, he believes that uh, classified documents and information should be taken seriously. He takes them seriously. And he was surprised it, to learn by any any records. Had been. I disagree. I disagree. Here's what happened. Here's what happened once then his... Justice Department? Well, let me, let me explain to you the process. Here's what happened when 
his lawyers found out that the documents were there. They immediately turned them over uh, to the archives. But they were but there. But they the immediately turned them they, over to the archives. They did the right thing. I'm not going to. I'm not happen? going to go into specifics. But I'm going. I, what I am reiterating to you is what you heard from the president yourself. Peter, uh, which is how he saw the process and how he respects and truly uh, uh, respects and takes this very seriously, and when he knew uh, and how surprised he was by it, and the actions that uh, the the right actions that the lawyers took. Again, this is under this is under investigate is, is under review by the Department of Justice, and we're going to let that process continue. How can President Biden be trusted moving forward with America's secrets? Because his lawyers, his team, did the right thing. But he had a closet with he, classified his lawyers in did it the right thing. Again, again, again. Did he did. He was right surprised thing? that the records were there. He spoke to this personally. He was surprised that the that the records were there, and when his lawyers found out and his team found out that they were there, uh, they turned it over to their archives. And now it's being reviewed by the Department of Justice. Okay, so in that interaction, what she is saying in a nutshell is, president didn't know they were there. I actually tend to agree. Uh, anybody who was, I know they've been calling him Dementia Joe for yeah. two years, and now all of a sudden, yeah. uh, he yeah. either didn't know or right. forgot they have trouble believing that. All the evidence points to the fact that somebody made a boo boo and somebody made a, uh, a, mistake, a mistake, and they sent it to the wrong address, and nobody knew what was in the documents. They they put it in in a closet somewhere. I believe Joe Biden uh, when he says he didn't know the documents were there, which I would assume that's his take on it, and uh, the evidence will probably prove that there is not one logical human being with an IQ. That that would be over 20, that would think that Donald Trump did not know any of those documents were there at Mar-a-Lago. He ordered them they were to in, be taken. That was intent and that was intentional. That, and, and that's what she's trying to explain to Douchey uh, from Fox News, um, who's just trying to get you in a gotcha moment. That's all he does. Uh, and, you know, that interaction to me speaks volumes on what real fake news is. You know, don't try to get somebody in a gotcha moment. Ask them relevant questions. A relevant question would have been, hey, you know, Joe Biden did say that, uh, you know, irresponsible. Donald Trump, what Donald Trump did was irresponsible with the documents. How is this any different? Okay, fair question. Let her answer it. Sure. And the answer would be what we just discussed, criminal intent. I don't believe Joe Biden had anything to do with this at all. No. <laughs> and, and that would clear him. So let them investigate. I'm glad they got a special counsel so Republicans can't cry about it. And a Trump-appointed attorney. A Trump-appointed attorney. Uh, they're not going to be able to find any malicious intent from Joe Biden. Here's my question, though. I don't know what the legalities are of this. Even if Joe Biden had no idea that these classified documents were uh, in a closet that he had, and even if he had nothing to do with it, can he still be held criminally liable? That's the question that I would. Do you know the answer to that? Because I don't. Yeah, he could be. But the problem is the Department of Justice has never charged anyone with possession of uh, classified information unless there were extenuating circumstances. Right. Lack of cooperation, intent. And I don't believe, and we don't know it all. We don't know everything up to this point. But from what we do know, and what we know of Joe Biden, I don't think they're going to find any malicious intent whatsoever. I agree with you. And again, I go back to this, Doug, because this is important. Joe Biden and the people around him and his attorneys have fully cooperated. Yeah. Hence, 
We're not trying to hide anything. No. Search what you like. That's what I mean. Short-term pain for long-term gain. They're getting out in front of it. They're owning it. Yeah. And at the end of the day, it's not going to matter what the right-wing media is going to make of this. Nothing will change their audience slash base's mind. What Joe Biden did will be worse than anything Donald Trump ever did. And, but again, yeah. they're the minority of the Trumplican morons. Agree. And what Donald Trump's cronies and attorneys, because you know, he only hires the best people, of course, <laughs> yeah. um, they did the opposite. They did not cooperate with the DOJ. They did not comply with the subpoena. They didn't do anything to help in the investigation. They continue to do nothing to help in the investigation. And we also, while we don't know what exactly are in these classified documents, uh, as far as these two locations, when it comes to Joe Biden, what we do know is that the highest level of classified documents, at least a few of those documents, were found at Mar-a-Lago. Yeah. We do know that for sure. Yep. So again, you're going to hear the red meat and you're going to hear the Laura Ingrams and the Tucker Carlson's and the Sean Hannity's, which by the way, are some of the most despicable people on the planet. Uh, you're going to hear them on Fox News the next couple days look at the hypocrisy look at this look at that okay well it, joe biden's cooperating his attorneys are cooperating they are welcoming this investigation they take it very seriously and they are doing the exact opposite of what the orange turd has done and what his attorneys have done so there is no comparison here no. and republicans you will hear them go on and on and on about this do you find it a little strange and interesting though that after the whole Mar-a-Lago situation that his attorneys find, find this. Do you find that a little strange? I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but I'm just putting that out there. Well, that that has been raised. I don't necessarily want to go down that road because, yeah. like you, I don't like to dabble in conspiracies. Yeah. But it does seem convenient. I'll give you that. Yeah, it, it does seem a little strange. That's all I'm saying. Uh, I'm going to open up the phone lines, and I'm going to ask people this question because I think it's important. Um, do you have a problem with hypocrisy and Republicans trying to compare exactly what happened with Joe Biden with these documents to Donald Trump. That would be my first question for you. And my second question for you is, are you happy that they have they have a hired a special counsel, that Garland has hired a special counsel? Are you happy with that? And what are your thoughts on this whole thing? The number to call if you want to be a part of the conversation is 702 702- two two one seven two eight three. And again that number now is the time to call in. Seven oh two 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 one seven two eight three. Let's go to Carl starting us off. What's going on, Carl? Hey, hi, Doug uh Brian. I Doug I didn't know you were on today. That makes I just happened to turn it on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what are you on? Don't tell anybody. <laughs> okay. Um listen, uh there's no comparison between the two cases Number one, Trump had the papers, over 300 of them, for a year and a half. Mm -hmm. uh, Biden had for like uh, a few weeks. They were, they were turned over to the FBI by his own people. He, he didn't, they didn't even have to ask hardly for it. They turned it over. There were only about 18 papers altogether mm -hmm. uh, against over 300 that, uh, that uh, Trump had. And even after subpoenas, he wouldn't turn them over. Took him a year and a half. Correct. They finally had to raid the place to get them. Correct. I mean, yep. it, it, and 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 Biden's people called the FBI and turned them over to them. I mean, there's no comparison between the two cases at all. Yeah, I wish we thought of that, Brian. <laughs> no, you, Carl, you're. Uh, Carl, you're. Uh, listen, you're 100 percent right, and um, I'm happy. No, to I'm 90. To I'm 99%. Nobody's 100% right. Yeah. Carl, why do you, be 1%. Carl, why do you listen yeah. to these right-wing hacks in Las Vegas? Honestly. 
Why do you why why, why do you listen to some of these uh, right wing talk one shows? For one word, yeah, laughs. <laughs> okay, I fair love, enough. <laughs> well, I love uh, well, and also you have to keep your enemy close. That's true. Well, I don't. Yeah. Keep your enemies close and your, fr- your friends close, your enemies closer, right? Under, understandable, but, Carl. Understandable. Carl, I got to get this. I, go ahead. Go okay. Ahead. I got to get to some other callers, no, Carl, but go ahead. Okay. No, I was just going to say that uh, uh, anybody with a half a brain, just take a look at it and can see Trump tried to put a keep from giving them over for any reason. Well, that's the problem, do, Carl. A lot know. of people that still support Donald Trump don't have a half a brain. That's the problem, Carl. <laughs> no, you're giving them too much. You're giving them too much. Okay. All right. Thanks, Take Carl. Care, Good to guys. hear from you. All right, Carl. Thank you. 702-221-7283 is what, the number to call. One correction. Something yes. Carl said. He said they hardly didn't even have to ask for them. They didn't have to ask for them at all. Correct. They were willingly turned over. And, and the FBI, the DOJ, yeah. or NARA didn't know they existed. Here's the perfect analogy or example of how Donald Trump handled these documents very different than Joe Biden. You find a wallet in the casino. Donald Trump picks it up, goes through all the documents, credit cards, everything. He puts it in his pocket and he takes it home. Joe Biden's walking through the casino. He picks up a wallet, doesn't even go through the documents, turns it over to security. Ladies and gentlemen, that is the difference in how this is being handled. And especially when it comes to criminality. Let's go back to the phone lines, Doug. 702-221-7283. Let's go to John. John, what's going on, man? Captain Cojones. <laughs> hey, John, how you doing? Uh, Doug, it's always great to hear your John, voice. I have, the- John, I have, to, I have a bone to pick with you. Uh-oh. You called, a caller, you called a caller the R word, and TikTok has suspended me for a week. Oh, you're kidding, really? No, I'm actually being... I, I wish I was kidding. I can't go TikTok live. I had 5,000 people watching the show the other day, and John called somebody the R-word, and because of that... Listen, John, uh, next time you don't like something or you think somebody is dumb, say that was a very ignorant call. Can we do that? Or call them mentally challenged. Yeah, I like ignorant better. Yeah. (laughs) I I got kicked off of of, uh, Twitter. Uh, (laughs) Not shocking. Not shocking. (laughs) All right, go ahead, John. Go ahead. I apologize. That's okay. That's Uh okay. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, hey, you know, uh, I, I was I was a lawyer in a past life. I'm retired. Uh, uh, there's a thing in the law called mens re, which is your mental state, and, and whether or not you acted willingly and uh, intentionally. And, and Biden clearly did not. Uh, not only did Trump uh, willfully and knowingly and intentionally refuse to return those documents after he was politely asked a couple times, he had his lawyer parade out and uh, file a false document and uh, uh, boil himself in hot water like uh, so many people that do uh, do business with Trump. So they're not even close to being similar. But, uh, you know, unfortunately, there were a lot of people... Uh, I can't use the R word, huh? <laughs> no, you can't. Please don't. There are a lot of those people on the Republican <laughs> Party. They have no interest in getting to the truth. They have no interest in reason. They have no they have no interest in anything but going, la, 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 la. I have an argument I can make, and I'm going to repeat it over and over and over again, and I don't care if it's right or wrong. Everybody on my team is going to repeat this argument, la, 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 la. It's pathetic, man. It's just this is the state that we're in right now. And I would add one other thing. Does anybody else find the timing of this 
to be really uh, a coincidence. Well, I brought that up. I, I just brought that up to Doug about 10 minutes ago. Uh, I'm not much of a conspiracy theorist, but uh, it, do, it does a little, it is a little strange. But here's what I say to that, John. That may or may not be true. There might have been shenanigans going on. I don't know. But here's what I do know. They hired a special counsel. They're investigating it. Joe Biden and his attorneys are all cooperating and they are going to find, mark my words, that there was no ill intent and that Joe Biden, uh, this was nothing malicious going on here. And I believe Joe Biden when he, when he didn't, he says apparently he didn't know that those documents were there. Unfortunately, that is going to hurt, I think, the case when it comes to Donald Trump. And even though there's overwhelming evidence that Donald Trump knew that those documents were there at Mar-a-Lago and he probably ordered those documents to be there. It's going to be really difficult now for the DOJ to prosecute or even charge Donald Trump and not charge Joe Biden. It, it, it just makes things a little bit more difficult for the DOJ. Like it or not, that's how I feel. Well, when you're in law school and you're, you're studying the special counsel, uh, uh, the, the, the statutes, and you have a debate on the pros and cons, the major con that's always raised is uh, special uh, prosecutors um, – they have a tendency to run amok. Yeah. They have a tendency to perpetuate their existence. Mm -hmm. So to, to find stuff and drag things on so they can continue to be relevant. So Yeah, yeah you're right. You're the, right. the bottom line is Merrick Garland is a complete and total failure. Um, you know, it's just so sad what he has become. And the reason why the people uh, on the right... Can can cup their hands over their ears and go la 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 and repeat it over and over and over again. It's because Trump's been getting away with it, man. Michelle Fiore's been getting away. With it. Everybody seems to be getting away with it. And unless and until Merrick Garland starts to do his damn job and start to bring cases against these damn criminals, uh, the people on the right. Those are people are going to be able to cup their heads over the ears and go, la, 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 la. I have, I have one, you know, the, the scales of justice. I have one grain of sand on my side. I don't care if you have a thousand on yours. I'm going to keep going, la, 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 for my one grain of sand. It's absolutely pathetic. I agree, John. I agree 100%, my friend. But listen, the truth comes out. And Republicans are going to use this as red meat. It ain't going to work for them. The orange turd is not going to be the president in 2024. It's not going to happen. And uh, I hope Donald Trump uh, gets prosecuted for something, or at least let's start with charging him with something. But we'll have to wait and see how that goes. John, it's always good to hear from you, my friend. By the way, your friend Michelle Mortensen is going to be joining us in studio tomorrow. So I look forward to your phone call. Okay, John? Hey, Michelle, if you're listening... I've got, you said something the other day that just totally piqued my interest, blew me away. Well, save it for tomorrow. Okay. Yeah, All John, right. save I it. Give her, I was going to give her a heads up. Yeah. I'm going to well, challenge no, her. Don't give her a heads up. Word. <laughs> All right, John. Hey, thanks for calling in, buddy. I appreciate it. We'll, we'll talk to you tomorrow. By yeah, the way, too. further to something John said, and you and I discussed briefly before he brought it up, yep. the, the timing of this. Did you notice that when the story first broke, Joe Biden's first inclination wasn't to try and destroy another institution necessary for our democracy survival and say, oh, it was planted by the FBI. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, it's a matter of uh, I use this term uh, all the time, hypocrisy, credibility. Have you seen any Democrats out there that have said, no, you shouldn't hire a special counsel? No, but you know who said, I don't think we need a special counsel just earlier today before one was announced? Kevin McCarthy. <laughs>
that's interesting. Uh, did Kevin McCarthy say that uh, in the Donald Trump situation that they didn't need a special counsel? That I don't know. I don't recall what he said at that time, if anything. Yeah. Well, I think this is a nothing burger. It's going to turn into a nothing burger. What we need to find out is who shipped them to that address. Get down to that, and that person should be fired. Uh, you know, whoever shipped those documents, find out who's responsible. Clearly, it wasn't Joe Biden. And let those people lose their jobs. I want to find out the evidence put forth on uh, Donald Trump and uh, if he actually ordered classified documents to Mar-a-Lago, which, which the evidence points to the fact that he actually does. 702-221-7283, the number to call. Yeah, I was I was going to shoot. I lost my train of thought. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> you gave that. out the phone number. I'm sorry about that, Doug. I do it? that. Uh, I do that a lot. Uh, oh, oh, I was <laughs> going to say it could ju- it could just be that Joe Biden was reading that information as part of his duties as vice president, and then somehow they just got left there. But again, when it comes down to intent or malicious intent, I don't believe they're going to find any. None. Probably not. I tend to agree with you. And uh, we're going to have to wait and see how this thing plays out. But, um, you know, the situation is being investigated, just like uh, hopefully the Donald Trump situation is being uh, investigated, right? And, and You know what I find interesting, Brian? You have Trumplicans listening right now. Yeah. They've heard what you and I have had to say. Yeah, they're cowards. You notice they're not calling in no, and saying cowards. what they will call in and say on right-wing shows? Yeah. Oh, no. I, I, they're I listening get... to logic and truth here, and they yep. will call right-wing shows and repeat the well, lies. Because these Trumplicans are cowards. Well, they're just uh, as bad as he is. They have no backbone. They're cowards. And if you want to defend Donald Trump and you think this situation is exactly the same as the Donald Trump situation at Mar-a-Lago, then yeah, I'll hear you out. You're welcome to call in at 702-221-7283. But uh, I noticed this. It's interesting because, you know, I do these shows on social media on a lot of different platforms, too. And when you look at the comments, a lot of the comments about me, and I know you've had to deal with this, too. Brian's a liar. Brian's this. Brian's that. Brian's a liberal. He's a liar. And my immediate response to that is, okay, what did I lie about? Yeah. What did I say that is not factually accurate? And, and they I'll have you, nothing, I'll, no well, response. I'll tell you what the usual answer I get. You, you've heard me on my shows to tell, ask people, yep. say one thing I've said today or any show in the past that wasn't the truth. Oh. And their response is, oh, everything. Yeah. Well, uh, well then stupid. it shouldn't be that difficult for you to narrow it down to just one. Because they're Should stupid. It? Of course. And... You know, it's one thing to have an opinion. For example, you could say Donald Trump is the best president of all time. Now, I would disagree with you. You're wrong. Mm -hmm. But that's an opinion. And I would ask you to provide me examples of why you feel that way. And then I'll tell you why uh, I disagree with you. That's an opinion. But when you say things like, look, for example, we had uh, Jake's, uh, the, the review, review journal columnist that was in studio. He just said things that were blatantly false. Masks don't work. Now, there are some masks that work better than others. But there is no evidence to prove that masks don't work at all. And this is somebody who I appreciate him coming in. But as I listened back to that interview, he said a lot of things that were blatantly false. And unfortunately, if you're an evangelical righty, you seem to think that you're also right on everything when it comes to medicine. You're right on everything when it comes to women's rights and health care. And uh, he was wrong about a lot of different things. And and this is the frustrations I have with certain people is because they want to criticize Steve Sisolak for his handling of COVID. By the way, I noticed that people like Jake's don't want to criticize Donald Trump much, but you want to criticize Steve Sisolak. Okay, I've had some criticisms for Steve Sisolak and what he did during COVID. 
But then what I am, it's the same thing with the gun control issue. I'll explain. People want to criticize Democrats for COVID, right? And their handling of COVID. I say, okay, that's fair. We can have that conversation. But let me ask you a question. When we were losing 5,000 people a day, what would have been your mitigating factors? And they say nothing, zero. Oh, just educate people. What? On Newsmax or Fox News? Educate people with misinformation? They wouldn't have closed on anything. Doug, this guy, Jakes, who is a columnist for the Review Journal, would have been okay with 60 or 70,000 people packed into Allegiant Stadium, not wearing masks, during the heart of the pandemic. Ladies and gentlemen, that is just the epitome of ignorance. I bring the same argument when it comes to gun control. There are a lot of gun nuts out there that sleep with their guns at night. Okay, fine. If you're passionate about your guns, okay, I think you're a nut, but we'll disagree on that, but fine. If Are you just as passionate at ending gun violence? Most people, I think, would say yes. And I say, okay, we're getting somewhere. What are your solutions? Uh, 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 more guns? Idiots. These people are idiots, Doug. They're idiots. <laughs> They're idiots. What, what, I mean, what else could I say? You're a moron. Uh, if you think more guns are the answer to ending gun violence, you're a moron. If you think no mitigating factors during COVID, you're a moron. You're dumb. I don't know what else to say. I have said this so many <laughs> times on my own show that this is the only country where if we take a look and say that the problem is too many gangs on the street, we don't say the solution is more gangs. If we say the problem is too many drugs on the street, we don't say the solution is more drugs. But when it comes to guns, where we definitely have a problem, the solution is more guns. It makes yeah. no sense. Oh, wait, don't forget, lock the back door of the school. That'll really help. Too. Yeah. 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 Harden our schools. Let's give kindergarten teachers guns. And, and, and arm the teachers. Yeah. Right wing idiots. I mean, I, I'm just waiting. The teachers for who they claim ask- are teaching critical race theory. That's another thing about this guy that was in studio yesterday. He starts talking about critical race theory, writes articles about it, and then when I ask him the very simple question, can you give me one teacher that's teaching critical race theory? Oh, I I wasn't prepared. What do you mean you weren't prepared? If you're going to talk about how critical race theory is being taught all over our schools, surely you should be able to name one teacher with evidence But they can't because it's not happening in this country. They're not indoctrinating our kids. They're not telling our kids to be gay. They're not telling our kids to be transgender. They are simply saying that it is okay to be gay, that it is okay to be a transgender. But these stupid Republicans don't understand the difference. But again, this is all part and parcel of their overall M.O., to be the world's largest persecuted victims. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it just, everything is against poor, oppressed Republicans. Yeah. People are just out to get poor, oppressed Donald Trump. Yeah. The, these, mean, these conservatives, sickening. these conservatives are so oppressed, right? And these evangelicals with yeah, no mitigating factors, so, when you get COVID, go to a church, not a so, hospital. I agree. 702-221-7283 is the number to call. Let's get right back to our phone lines. And let's go to Lauren. Lauren, thanks for calling in. What's on your mind, my friend? Well, I, I, uh, I have a little experience. Um, I held a top-secret clearance in the military for six years. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I worked in, um, in top-secret, secret, and confidential. Uh, I actually was the one that uh, took care of... of, uh, of Setting those documents aside, uh, in you know where they needed to be set aside. Okay. It it it's it's been my experience that people, uh, especially if it's a sensitive a sensitive area where the where the documents are extremely sensitive, 
that if it's something that it was an accomplishment of theirs, uh, somehow they always seem to end up with that document. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, whether it's the right thing or the wrong thing, uh, people are human. Uh, that doesn't make it right. I mean, I signed, signed paperwork saying that I would not divulge any information. Yeah. That, you know, that, that I, so Lauren, let me, I think what I, Lauren, I think what, let me just ask you a question. I think what you're saying makes a lot of sense, but this is what I think happened. And you can tell me whether you agree or not. I believe that Donald Trump probably did it for the reason that you're speaking of. He probably wanted to brag about things that he did. He wanted to show off these documents to friends and people at Mar-a-Lago. I, I think that's very plausible. But I don't believe mm-hmm. Joe Biden did that. Based on the evidence that I've heard, I believe Joe Biden. I don't think there was intent for him to have these documents there. I believe that somebody made a very bad mistake and sent them. Uh, to. to I, be, that's what I think. I don't know if I agree with that. I, I'll tell you why. Because... Those were documents from when he was the vice president. Mm-hmm. Now, how long ago was he the vice president? Well, that was a while ago. Barack Obama was our president, what, eight? Right. Eight years okay. ago, right? Yeah. 2008, so so that, that information yeah. was in his in his custody or in his office Yep. for how many years? I don't know. I don't know how many years it was in there, but probably a while. I don't know. Okay. Okay. Uh, and and uh, Donald Trump, how many years did he have it? Two years? Yeah, a few years. Yep. You see what I'm saying? Yep. It, it, to no. me, it, uh, I don't see pardon? what you're saying, Lauren. What I'm saying is... The length of time is irrelevant. Is, no, time is not irrelevant. Why? Why? Yes. If it's in your possession, how is it irrelevant? Because it's a matter of intent, whether there was malicious intent. You know that... <laughs> Joe Biden didn't uh, order those documents to be taken there and then lie and say he didn't have them, then say that the FBI planted them, then say that he declassified them all by just thinking about it, and then refused to return them, ignored a subpoena, and he's still lying about it. Well, hold on. Lauren just asked, well, then how did they get there? That's exactly why they hired a special counsel and they're investigating. I I mean, I I understand that, and I understand, I understand, uh, and hi, Doug, it's nice to hear you. (laughs) Hi, Lauren. uh, yeah, I, uh, I, I'm sorry. I mean, I, I, I'm a Republican, No. but if you're wrong, you're wrong. Okay. I don't care if you're a Democrat and wrong, or if you're a Republican and you're wrong. Lord, you're wrong. The, the question is, do you see any difference between the Biden document situation and the Trump one? Uh, only what we know at this point. Well, how about everything I, I, I just, I just mentioned? Find it, I just find, I find it strange that those documents have been there since he was vice president. I'm sorry. I, I, I Okay, so I let's go with that. that let's Lauren, so let's go with that. They hired a special counsel. It's under investigation. Let's see where the chips fall. And I have no problem with that. But I think what Doug is trying to say and what I'm trying to say, Lauren, is that Joe Biden and his attorneys turned this over. They have cooperated fully 100%, and Donald Trump and his attorneys did the absolute opposite. I mean, that is a big distinction. Well, okay. Don't you think that's kind of important? It's kind of like... I'm sorry, it's kind of like what? I'm sorry. Spit it out, Lauren. Lauren's wife, slap him on the back. I mean, to me, to me, to me, I I, I know, Brian, you you think that 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 
Biden is an honorable person. I don't think Byron is an honorable person. Why? I think that Biden is a, is a politician. Okay, but you can okay. be a politician and be and, and be somewhat honest, can't you? Well, I mean, yeah, I guess you could say he's somewhat honest. Is it possible he, that he, Joe Biden he, hasn't he, always been truthful? Sure, but I will take Joe Biden and his I, character I, over Trump any day of the week. Well, I, I mean, I, I'm just saying that he, they're both not honorable people. In uh, my I don't eyes. know. Okay, so hold on a second. Lauren, this is where I take issue, okay? You are uh-huh. you are putting Biden in the same sentence as Trump about honorable people. L- listen, tr- do I need to go through the list of the atrocious things uh, that I, Donald I can, Trump has uh, done in there, his there's life? A, there's, uh, I already, I mean, I hear that almost on a daily basis. Okay, so why would you but compare this? And, and I, I, and I do listen Lauren, to your show. Lauren, you hear this on a daily basis. It's the truth. It's the facts. What? Why doesn't and, it and, say? And what him? about the truth and the facts about? Biden. Uh, Biden what about? Tell me. Which are? Tell me. Tell me what, where Biden has blatantly lied. And Biden's ed- lied about his education. I mean, what? Biden sounds like Santos. That's what Biden oh. sounds like. Wait, hold on. You're comparing. Sure. You're comparing. I'm telling you. I'm, so Joe no, Biden lied about Biden. his entire resume and his religion. How could you uh, compare he's lied the two? About a good, he's lied about a good part of his resume. Okay. Well, I, I, actually, I mean, and these are not just just things I'm wearing. These are these are actual uh, films that I have seen with the words coming out of okay, his mouth. Okay, so let's just assume that everything you're saying is correct and that Joe Biden embellished on his education. That still doesn't uh-huh. mean that you could even come close to comparing him to what Santos has done or what Trump has done in his life. Uh, the women that he's talked about attacking women based on looks, attacking people for being POWs I, and war. Brian, you could go on I could. And on and on I could. You're right. And, wh- and what so you're... I, Lauren, what this, Lauren. My point is... Lauren, before you... What? Before you go on with your next point, what I don't understand is you keep saying, yeah, you can go on and on. Why doesn't any of this sink in? You're taking one isolated incident from Joe Biden's past, which, as Brian said, may or may not be true. And you're somehow trying to use that to negate no, the over, th- hold on, to negate the over 30,500 lies Trump told just in the four years he debased and stained the White House. I mean, I don't get it. George Santos lied about his own mother's death. And you're trying to compare Joe Biden to George Santos? If anything, you should be comparing Santos to Trump. I agree. I, I agree. Lauren, uh, I, I get but, it. You, but, don't, but, you don't like but Joe Brian, Biden, but Brian, come on. Brian, you would agree because you, you, you have a tendency, and this is not, not a slam on you, people <laughs> but, that you, you have a, 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 think that they're honorable people, you know, where, I mean, I, I'm looking at both sides. I mean, are there good things that, that Biden did? Of course there's good things that Biden did. But is, has Biden lied about his accomplishments? Of course Biden has lied okay, about so his Okay, so what I take is I take collectively the person and how they live their life. I look about empathy and how Joe Biden talks about death and what happened to— He's a to, politician, Brian. Okay, you keep saying he's a politician. The reason, the, reason, the reason that he does these things— Is only because he's a politician. Is to make up for the shortfalls and the things that will come up as time goes on. So you believe Personally, you I, I, you, you th- believe? Is, I want to ask you a question. You truly believe that when a child who lost his father in the Parkland shooting, 
hugs Joe mm-hmm. Biden, and Joe Biden gets teary-eyed. You can see it in the video, and he gives him a kiss, and he pats him on the head, and when he talks to the George Floyd family, and when he talks about losing loved ones, and he talks to these people on the phone, a lot of these phone calls that are not even public, you are you are willing to say that the only reason that he is doing all of these things is because he's a politician. I'm sorry, sir. I, I disagree I, with you. I, well, that's, I mean, that's, that's what... That's what conversation's about. I don't expect you to agree with everything. I don't agree with everything that you do. Lauren, you and I don't agree, expect, agree on Lauren, social Lauren, issues. Lauren, and Lauren, Doug and I agree on social issues. Lauren, we don't expect you to agree with everything we say. What we do expect is for you to agree with the truth and the facts. And that's where you're falling short. Yeah. Well, here's, here's where I have an well, issue. It, here's where I have an issue, okay. Lauren. And, and, and we'll leave it at this. And then I'll give you the last word here because we got to take a break. If you, okay. I get it. You don't really like Joe Biden. You probably don't like some of his policies. And yes, there is a chance that maybe he embellished with his education that that very well might be true. But with all due respect, sir, to compare him to a man who lied about his religion, a man who lied about his own mother's death, what have you, a man who's literally lied about everything in his radio, uh, in his uh, education and in his life. He lied about where he worked. He lied about rental properties. He lied about being robbed. I mean, I, I can go on and on. Sir, it's just, it's just that, that, that's not a fair analogy to compare the two. And, you know, I don't even want to go back into Donald Trump. If uh, Joe Biden should not be put in that category. Now, if you want to put Joe Biden in the category of politicians will be politicians and sometimes politicians lie to remain in power, even though that's a very general statement because every person is different, I would tend to agree with you wholeheartedly that the majority of politicians are not always very honest. But comparing Joe Biden to Santos, Comparing Joe Biden to Donald Trump when you talk about the human being uh, to me is just I, I'm sorry, dude. I, I just I'm, I, I just don't think that's that's fair, and I just think you're wrong. I have one thing to share with you, Lauren, before we let you go. I just got a text from our good friend Chris Wynn. Uh oh, what do he say? What do he say? <laughs> this is this is classic. Oh, I I'm, I'm not interested in anything Chris has got to say. <laughs> that, that's exactly why I'm going to read it to you, <laughs> Lauren. Just well, a, that's just, fine. Just, Lauren, hey. I on. mean, he called he called me a racist. So what? Do I, right. Why would I care? what he has to say. Well, Lauren, I've never called you a racist, but just for entertainment's no, no, sake. Brian, I, hey, just, Brian, I have no problem with you. I have no problem with Doug. I really have no problem with Chris. All right, he well, just, just well, embellish us for a moment. Think about it. For entertainment purposes, Lauren, just bear with me here for a moment. Go, go ahead, Doug. Okay. <laughs> go ahead. Chris Wynn says, quote, <laughs> Lauren is just embarrassing himself, man. Just take the loss, bro. It's brutal. End yeah. quote. All right, let's let Lauren respond to that. Go ahead, Lauren. Well, actually, I, like I said, I, I really have no, no, I, I couldn't care less what Chris has to, you know, what Can, his thoughts are. All right, are. let me he, ask you a question. A, let me ask you a okay. question, Lauren. Be honest with me here now, okay? Do you really, mm-hmm. when you take the two men, the men, forget about policy and the fact that Joe Biden's a Democrat, even though Donald Trump's a Democrat too. But anyway, forget about that. Take the, <laughs> take the two men. Who would you rather be sitting at the dinner table with and who would you rather have your kids talk to or or just who, who do you think is the better human being? Be honest with me. If you took three people, Santos, Donald Trump and Joe Biden, I don't care if you're a Republican or not. And you can add Chris Wynn to that. Yeah, table. you could put Chris Wynn in there, too. But no, in all seriousness, oh, okay. answer that question for me. I, I actually, actually, I, I, I've had a number, an opportunity to meet a number of presidents and I really don't care for for uh for very you know for any of them uh as far as sitting down at the table with whether it was biden or trump yeah to me they're they're both they're i'm not going to say that they're 
They both lie as much, you know. Uh, I just don't like. I have no use for either one. I know you don't have any use for either one, and I know you don't like either one. I am asking you if if, if somebody put a gun to your head, who would you rather uh-uh. sit at the dinner table with, and who would you rather have a nice conversation with, maybe you and your wife? Would it rather be Joe Biden or, or, or would it be Donald Trump? I'm just curious. Uh, Barack Obama. <laughs> She's not answering my question. All right. All right. Although, I did although, answer your question. I told you neither one. Although that right, answer right. did give me a fraction of hope. Yeah, I, I, Lauren, I think I know the answer to that question, even though you're not going to tell us. I, as much as you dislike Joe Biden, I, I know that you know that Joe Biden, if you had to compare the two as far as character goes, you would still give Joe Biden the nod over Donald Trump and Santos. Come on. Can you at least give me that? Uh, I Lauren, Lauren, this is pulling teeth right now. Lauren, your wife isn't home listening to this conversation, (laughs) is she? Oh, no, no. She never listens to this. I figured. (laughs) I figured. I figured. All right. Well, Lauren, I appreciate the call, my friend. Thank you for calling in. And as I've always said, you're welcome to call in any time. Okay, my friend? All right. Take care. And and I'll let Chris Wynn know that that, uh, you called in. Anyway, thanks, Lauren, for the call. I appreciate it. Listen. Well, he's obviously listening or he wouldn't have sent the text. (laughs) Listen, it's pretty... uh, I get a lot at this point, Doug. If Republicans out there would still vote for Donald Trump and the excuses, well, I don't like what he does on Twitter and I don't like what he said on social media. Uh, but if they respond, I just like his policy. Then I want nothing to do with you at this point. I it's just, I've had enough. I, I well, I've had enough. J- just to further that, somebody tweeted last night, and I forget who it was, but I responded to it. It was a Republican politician. And he said, I don't remember. Flights being canceled when Trump was president. So I responded and I said, yep, he tried to overturn an election he lost and install himself as a dictator. But hey, at least the planes ran on time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, these people are just so stupid. There's no other yeah. way to put and, it. And again, I'm going to go back to the journalist um, from the RJ that I had in, and I hope he comes back in again, Mr. Jakes. He's an evangelical Christian. He, 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 he's, he's a religious man. I was so tempted to call in yesterday. <laughs> and he, he supports Ron DeSantis. And when I brought up how he sent all these people, migrants, they are people, human beings, yes. to Martha's Vineyard, his response was, well, what's wrong with that? I mean, they, you know, and I'm paraphrasing here. Uh, it's a vacation spot. It was so disingenuous oh, for him to say that and ignorant and, um, non-understanding of what these migrants have to go through and what they have gone through from country to country trying to seek asylum. And anybody with a brain understands that Ron DeSantis did not treat these people as human beings. And then Jake's said, well, they went on this beautiful jet. And I, and oh. I, I, you couldn't be more disingenuous than when he said that yesterday. And um, well, it's like I, the slaves they came over on that beautiful yeah. boat. Listen, I want him to come back. Yeah, exactly. I want him to come back in, but uh, I was probably a little too easy on him. And uh, next time that won't be the case. Uh, I just think that sometimes when I hear people say certain things, it almost shocks me to a point and it doesn't register in my head. I can't believe some of the things he said yesterday. I know, I know. But, but these people, you and I talk for a living. Yeah. These people have the ability to leave you and I speechless. I mean, it really, it really did. I mean, some of the things that he said yesterday. Well, I mean, there was a lot of things that he said yesterday in the interview that made me speechless. But, uh, you know, in talking about abortion, he tried to compare, uh, abortion, uh, a woman who has an abortion to a drunk driver killing people. I mean, he really made that analogy. And I said, are you kidding me? And then he said, well, are you okay with a six week old born six, six week old to, 
to, to be killed? Are you okay with children being killed? That's not a thing. Yeah, it's it doesn't not, happen. It's not. And um, for him to ask those questions, um, what frustrates me most about these kinds of people is that there's no middle ground with them. This guy actually truly believes that any woman out there in society that has had an abortion is a murderer. Now, you could have your opinions on pro-life, even though many of these nitwits are not pro-life. If you look at what they support or what they don't support with helping human beings, they're not pro-life. Just look at George Carlin's uh, skit he did years ago. It's phenomenal. Yeah. So, um, you know, I think – and why am I bringing the guest up from yesterday? Because it's a perfect example of, in my opinion, not all, but a lot of 2023 Republicans. I'm right on everything and you're wrong. My religion is all that matters. I don't care if, if we have another pandemic. I want to stuff 3,000 people in a church not wearing masks. Um, I don't want to provide you universal health care. I don't want to tax the rich. I don't want gay people to be married because it's a sin. Uh, he made a statement. This gets me so angry, Doug. <laughs> a lot of things he said yesterday got me angry. But This, this is, is almost like a therapy session for you. I'm sorry, Doug. You should yeah, be I, laying down on a couch. I should have a I notepad, really, and I, I really should be should charging be. Oh. you. <laughs> if you're a beautiful uh, Dr. Melfi from The Sopranos. But, Doug, uh, before we go to break, I want to bring this up because I had a lot of responses from the interview I did with Jake's yesterday. He's, he made the claim that there is evidence to suggest – that gay couples raising a child do cannot do a good enough job as a straight couple raising a child. First of all, that is a blatant lie. Yep. It's not true. And second of all, that is so discriminatory and it is so hateful towards the gay community to make a statement like that. And to me, that statement alone goes to show you his train of thought. I'm straight, allegedly. He's straight. And anybody who's gay is not to the power of me. I'm a better dad because I'm straight than somebody who's gay. I just think that is so judgmental and it is idiotic and ignorant. Well, not only that, if you go back through history and look at this country or even the world's biggest serial killers, murderers, and criminals, yeah, they were raised in mom and pop families. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. No, you're right. All right, Doug. So uh, that has uh, been a very long segment. Uh, we're going to take a break. Uh, I appreciate the phone calls. We'll open up the phone lines, of course, 702-221-7283. It's interesting because that last caller, Lauren, brought up Santos, comparing him to Joe Biden. Um, interesting because I have just a list of some of the lies that he said over the course of his lifetime. And you will learn that there is no comparison to Joe Biden. And we are going to talk about the Republican response. I'm going to get your opinions on this guy, Santos. Should he resign? Should he stay in power? We'll take a break. We'll discuss that when we come back. You're listening to Pushing the Limits right here on KSHP. everybody are you struggling to find a pizza place that reminds you of brooklyn that true blue new york style pie well worry no more stallone's italian eatery pizza is a knockout we're located at 467 east silverado ranch boulevard just off of premium road half a mile east of south point casino just minutes from the las vegas strip come by and grab a slice of pie plus check out our brooklyn inspired italian cuisine our sandwiches are super hero that is because why be a sub when you can be a hero? Stallone's Italian Eatery is here to serve you phenomenal food, Vegas. Forget about it.
look, it's impossible for the average person to find a great attorney out there. There's so much misinformation. Now, let me introduce you to former Chief Deputy District Attorney Thomas Moskal. He was Las Vegas' top DUI prosecutor for years. He prosecuted the most high-profile DUI cases in Clark County. No one knows more about DUI law in Nevada. Just Google it. If you get charged with DUI, whether it's a misdemeanor or even more importantly, a felony, you need Thomas Moskal representing you. His relationships with the prosecutors and judges and his knowledge of DUI law to work for you. So give him a call now or text him at 702-848-5555. It's your life and liberty that's at stake. Don't wait. Call now. That number again, 702-848-5555. Hey everybody, it's Brian Shapiro from Pushing the Limits. I want to tell you guys about Sahara West Urgent Care and Wellness. They're conveniently located on the southwest corner of Sahara and Jones. They're open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. and Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. At Sahara West Urgent Care, they'll take care of all your health care needs. They offer routine services such as physicals, STD testing, car accident treatment and work injuries. You name it, they do it. They have on-site x-ray, EKG, ultrasound, and labs. They treat chronic conditions such as asthma, blood pressure, diabetes, and more. They also offer general wellness exams and treatments such as testosterone enhancement and cancer screening. They're located on Sahara, 6125 West Sahara Avenue. Their number is 702-248-0554. And the best part, they accept most major insurances and affordable cash pay prices. Office visits starting at just $95. And I'm also a client. So please give them a call, 702-248-0554. Hey, everybody. Are you struggling to find a pizza place that reminds you of Brooklyn? That true blue New York style pie? Well, worry no more. Stallone's Italian Eatery Pizza is a knockout. We're located at 467 East Silverado Ranch Boulevard, just off of Premier Road, half a mile east of South Point Casino, just minutes from the Las Vegas Strip. Come by and grab a slice of pie. Plus, check out our Brooklyn-inspired Italian cuisine. Our sandwiches are super hero, that is, because why be a sub when you can be a hero? Stallone's Italian Eatery is here to serve you phenomenal food, Vegas. Forget about it. It's impossible for the average person to find a great attorney out there. There's so much misinformation. Now, let me introduce you to former Chief Deputy District Attorney Thomas Moskal. He was Las Vegas' top DUI prosecutor for years. He prosecuted the most high-profile DUI cases in Clark County. No one knows more about DUI law in Nevada. Just Google it. If you get charged with DUI, whether it's a misdemeanor or even more importantly, a felony, you need Thomas Moskal representing you. His relationships with the prosecutors and judges and his knowledge of DUI law to work for you. So give him a call now or text him at 702-848-5555. It's your life and liberty that's at stake. Don't wait. Call now. That number again, 702-848-5555. Hey everybody, it's Brian Shapiro from Pushing the Limits. I want to tell you guys about Sahara West Urgent Care. The world's famous radio shopping show weekday on 1400 KSHP North Las Vegas and KSHP.com. The views and opinions expressed in the following program are those of the program's participants and do not necessarily reflect those of station staff, management, and advertisers. 
All right, welcome back. It is Pushing the Limits on a Thursday. Tomorrow on the show, Michelle Mortensen will be joining us in studio, the eight-time Emmy winner. I know Doug Basham is a big fan, so uh, Doug joining us in studio today. Always a, a pleasure to have Doug here. Ooh, what a! I have to mention this real quickly. What a tough second half for UNLV basketball yesterday. Oh, my goodness. We had Kevin Kruger, the head coach of UNLV, who I'm a big fan of. I like Kevin a lot. Um, Saw some old friends there yesterday. My good friend, uh, who I haven't talked to in a while, former uh, college coach of the year, Larry Eustachy. I was able to uh, catch up with him yesterday, and I missed like most of the first half because we were talking outside. And and uh, great to catch up with him. I'm going out to Cedar City, Southern Utah um, tomorrow. I'm gonna. Uh, Hang out with my good friend Todd Simon, the head coach of Southern Utah. Catch a game up there. And uh, it's college basketball time, man. College football's over with. I'm kind of, I, I don't know if I miss college football after watching that championship game. That was a doozy. But uh, I am I am looking forward to the UNLV football season and what Coach Odom can do in his tenure. But yeah, really disappointing performance in the second half by UNLV basketball yesterday. Uh, I don't know. Maybe I'll get a little bit more into detail a little bit later on this hour, but it was bad. I want to tell you guys about... Something that is not bad. And, Doug, you're invited to this. I'm inviting you to a party. What do you think about that, Doug? I'm inviting you to a party. I'm honored beyond words. I bet you are. So uh, Jackson's Bar and Grill, which is my favorite gaming bar in town, beyond the shadow of a doubt. They're just awesome. They're having their 20-year anniversary. They're located at Flamingo and Jones. It's going to be January 20th from 7 p.m. to 11 p.m. And some very special guest meet and greets will be there. Marcus Banks, the former running rebel, will be there. Uh, and uh, William Hung from American Idol will be singing She Bang, She Bang. We'll have a live DJ. He did that on the show, too, by the way. It was awesome. Uh, Anderson Hunt, the MVP of the national championship team. He's been on this show plenty of times. Anderson's a great guy. He'll be there. And even the Golden Knight will be there. Free food, Doug. Free food. How can you toss that up? It's 7 p.m. to 11 p.m. January 20th. So please check that out. And by the way, I'm not even not even bringing up uh, the the great promotions they have for January. You know, uh, you can win free slot play with the promotions they have there. Hit four of a kind, spin the wheel. I mean, they have so many great things going on there. So please check them out. Jackson's Bar and Grill. Check it out for yourself at Flamingo and Jones. All right. I promised we would get right back to the phone lines. We'll get to the Santo stuff in a moment. 702-221-7283. To recap, we've been talking about these classified documents found at a second location of Joe Biden uh, and the differences between this situation and the Donald Trump Mar-a-Lago situation. And we're taking your phone calls at 221-7283. Let's go to Al. Al, what's going on? Hey, how are you doing? Hey, um, I, I was listening to your show yesterday. Fantastic. And um, uh, obviously, maybe your sponsors got upset because it was so good. You didn't even have a chance to have them on. <laughs> That's true. And, <laughs> and it was really, really good show. And uh, I wanted to compliment you on you brought an interesting insight into the abortion where you were saying that for you, the limit was where the kid could not. Uh, sustain life on himself and you know the uh, the the baby could not sustain their own life and that was very interesting i never heard of that point you know what al uh, on that point uh uh, on that point uh jake's the uh journalist made the claim that well what about a mom that takes care of the child which was a ridiculous thing to say my point is if the if the if you're going to call it baby uh is not able at one month, two months to be able to breathe on its own, then to me, in my personal opinion, 
That is not a human being. Now, that is my definition. I'm not going to tell you what right, your right, definition right. is. I, but, no, I hear you. But I that's what you. so many Republicans say. You won't hear a Democrat say, oh, you need to have 20 abortions. You'll never hear a Democrat say that. You're entitled to your beliefs. But you hear Republicans say, nope, you can't have an abortion. I just think it's so hypocritical. And they think it's like night and day, right, Doug? They think it's night and day. Oh, it's at conception. Well, guess what? Brilliant scientists across the world and brilliant doctors that help pregnant women disagree. And that guy is in the minority, right? He's in the minority Mm -hmm. because six or seven out of 10 people, including Republicans, believe in the woman's right to choose. And then he calls it pro-abortion. I know I'm going on a rant here, Al, but he calls it pro-abortion. I'm not pro-abortion. I'm pro-woman's right to choose. I'm not jumping up on a trampoline when a woman has an abortion. So I just thought he was so disingenuous. Yeah, well, the thing was that, you know, I'm a fan of Victor, and it was interesting that he, he wouldn't pin himself down on, on a, on a, on a time, timeline. Now, I've talked to, uh, some of the Republican candidates who actually won, even though there were a few, uh, very few in this assembly, um, right. in this, uh, race here in Nevada. Yeah. And the thing is that, uh, the ones that did win, they, they basically argued, and some that, that lost also argued that here in the state of Nevada, we have very liberal laws in abortion, and they're fine with the way they are, and that they're okay with the states making their own decision. Of course, nobody's ever going to be happy. I, I discussed the topic with other Republican uh, people in my network. And they go, look, you know, no one's ever going to agree on that because it's just too hard to get people to agree. But again, Jake's, um, uh, Jake, but Jake's yeah. makes it sound like, and many Republicans, not you, but many right. Republicans make right. it sound like it's their way of the highway and you're, and women are murderers for having abortions. What Jake's yeah, fails, no, you're to, right. what Jake's fails to mention is he's in the minority. Most people in this country, including Republicans in the mix, believe right. in a woman's right to choose. But he has this whole high and mighty attitude that all women are murderers. And I think it is absurd. Now, if you want to have that yeah. belief, you can have that belief, but don't tell other women right. what to do with their body. And then he tries comparing it to, to actual real murders, like, like a, a, a DUI murder, you know, murder on the road or somebody that shoots somebody. I'm sorry, man. He lost that argument, and he lost me on that one. And I lost a lot of respect for him when he started to make those claims. Well, yeah, he just—he should have pinned himself down and maybe gave a more popular. Most of the people that I spoke with that yeah. are Republican pretty much feel that if um, uh, if the woman's um, uh, uh, yeah. uh, what you call it, life is in danger. Yeah, 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 yeah. I got you. Uh, or or you know, or if it's rape or um, gotcha. uh, or. Hey, hey Al, for uh, for time restraints here, tell me what what else did you want to address here, real quickly, because I want to get Doug in the very mixer. Very quickly, um, uh, I'm glad you're talking about the San- about the Santos. Yeah, we're going to do that next. And yeah. there and that was another issue. But it was a great show yesterday, man. Thanks well, thank for you. taking my call. Well, thank you, Al. All I appreciate right. that compliment. And uh, Michelle's going to be in studio tomorrow, so I expect a phone call from you. Okay. <laughs> All right, buddy. All, All right, right thanks, thanks, Al. Good to hear All from right. you. All right, let's get to this Santos stuff, shall oh. we, Mr. Basham? No. Before, oh. before we do that, okay. <laughs> further to the abortion thing, Yes, one of my long-held complaints about Democrats is their messaging. This started off, it was an anti-choice, pro-choice uh, issue. We let Republicans steal it and, and start calling themselves not anti-choice, yeah. but pro-life. The unspoken inference being Democrats are pro-death. Yeah. But we sat there, we let them do it, and now everybody says it's, you know, uh, on the right side of the aisle that they're pro-life. Yeah. They're not pro-life. 
They're anti-choice. Yeah. And they're, by the way, many of those people are also pro-Cheeto Jesus. Uh, I want to put that in there as well. They're not pro-life. Exactly. They're not pro-life. They're against almost every government program that help poor people. They're against almost every government program that would help a single mother raise a child. Yep. They're not pro-life. They're, they're pro-nut job is what they are. They're pro-religious nut job. That's like what you they said, are. George Carlin said it really yeah, well he many did. years Love ago. Love the late George Carlin. Really wasn't a Democrat, by the way, from what I understand even. But uh, uh, these people that call themselves pro-life, that's fine. You want to call yourself pro-life. If you want to have 100 kids, go ahead, even though the Lauren Boberts of the world, I hope they don't have any children, but they have the right to do so. <laughs> but but don't call yourself pro-life. You're against every government program to help poor people. Jake's only response to helping poor people was, oh, let's preserve family values. Yeah, that's really going to help a mother with three kids that that's working three minimum wage jobs. It's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. The guy has, just like many Republicans out there and the evangelicals, they want to complain about Democrats and they want to interfere in your lives. But when it comes to actual solutions to problems they have none hence i hate obamacare but i have no replacement for obamacare i i I don't want you getting an abortion but i don't know where all these kids are going to go they can't be adopted they have no solutions to problems it's a joke you know not to further point out exactly how stupid these people are but when they were asked a lot of them were asked what they preferred the affordable care act or obamacare yeah the majority of republicans said the affordable care of course Hello. The alt-right turds. I'm going to start using that uh, terminology. All right, Doug, let's get to Mr. Santos. Unless you've been living under a rock, this guy's under fire. He did win his election, New York, right? But uh, he is uh, already at this point admitted to many, many lies about his resume and so on. I'm just going to read you just some of them, Doug, and then I want you to respond to this. Because this is, by the way, these are facts. These are not opinions. These are the absolute 100% lies that we know that Santos made. Number one, he lied about where he went to school. He admitted that he did not attend the universities he had previously claimed on his resume. That's a problem. That's number one. Number two, he lied about where he worked. Santos admitted lying about this as well. He lied about owning a number of rental properties, which is a, what, remind you of somebody else. Hmm, All the properties that Donald Trump owned, he's the billionaire, right? Hmm. Uh, Santos claimed to own a series of rental properties, but later acknowledged he didn't. He lied about being robbed of his rent money. Boy, that's interesting. He said that he was once mugged the, while on his the way. The ate my rent money. Yeah. He said he was mugged, Doug, while on his way to pay his rent in Queens. The NYPD has no record of such a robbery. How, how sad that yeah. that's a lie. This is a big one right here, at least for me. And I think for a lot of other, he lied about being Jewish. Uh, he repeatedly said during his campaign he was a proud American Jew, but later backtracked and identified as Jewish after reporting raised questions about his ethnicity. That's a lie. Uh, he lied about his criminal status in Brazil. We were just talking about this on the break. Yeah. Santos had uh, denied committing crimes in Brazil or anywhere else, but Brazilian prosecutors have moved to now reopen a years-old fraud case against him, so he's hurt himself because he lied about it. They reopened the case. You, you know what he did in Brazil? His mother was a nurse who was taking care of an elderly gentleman who was dying. Yeah. Santos stole that guy's checkbook, used it to buy clothes. And the only reason he wasn't charged, because him and his mother skipped town and they couldn't yeah. find him. Well, to his the cr- worst thing he did was run for office and get reelected. Brazil said, oh, there he is. There is a positive to that, though, Doug. I'll give him some credit here is that nobody wants to see Santos with no clothes on. So, I mean, <laughs> I mean, that is a positive, I guess you could say. By the way, he lied to his donors. CNBC reported that Santos staff impersonated staffers for now House Speaker Kevin McCarthy in order to raise funds from wealthy donors. Santos' lawyer would not answer CNBC's question about whether 
Santos knew of the deception because obviously he did. He lied about his athletic accomplishments. Uh, Long Island GOP officials said Santos told them that he was a star volleyball player at Baruch College. Is, am I pronouncing that right? Baruch College. Santos has already acknowledged he never attended the school, so obviously he didn't play volleyball for the school either. Don't get me wrong, though, because Santos really looks like an unbelievable athlete. Um, <laughs> he lied about the timing of his mother's death. This is a real yeah. bad one. I mean, how can you do this? He publicly said that the 9-11 attacks claimed his mother's life Though she died in 2016, and there's no evidence of any connection at all. So she died on 9-11, but yet she was alive in 2016. Well, that's a one. By the way, why would you, first of all, why would you lie about that, number one? And number two, you know that people knew her in 2015, 2016. You are going to get caught on this lie. Like, but how see, dumb is this guy? But see, this is the problem with sociopaths like Donald Trump. Donald Trump lies in the moment because he's a chronic, habitual, pathological serial liar. He does. With no thought for the consequences a day later or even five minutes later. Yeah. And when he's caught lying, well, that's what I was told. They just blow it off and move on to the next lie. Yeah. They don't think. I agree with you. Uh, one more here. I mean, I could name a lot more. Yeah. It's quite entertaining, though, to hear all the lies. But when a guy lies yeah. about the death of his mother, oh, I mean, gosh. really. That's pretty bad. Well, when a guy buries his ex-wife on a golf course to save money on taxes, uh, I'm sorry, I had to throw that one in there as well. Well, um, that's yeah. the thing with pathological liars. <laughs> yeah. Donald Trump tells you his father was born in Germany when he was born in the Bronx. Yeah. There's no reason to lie then. But when you're a habitual pathological serial liar and a sociopath yeah. slash psychopath, yeah. Yeah. you have no choice. But that's what you do. But Doug, he's just like Joe Biden, according to our exactly one of our callers. Um, he lied about his campaign finances. That shouldn't be a shock to you. <laughs> Santos has denied any improprieties in his fundraising, but law enforcement sources tell News 4 that federal prosecutors are looking into the campaign finances amid claims of fraud and improper donations, which I'm sure are true. I mean, this guy has basically lied about everything. He is under investigation by the U.S. Attorney for the Eastern, Eastern District of New York, the Attorney General of New York, and the Republican District Attorney on Long Island. Three criminal investigations mm -hmm. plus the one in Brazil. So, Doug. And what do Republicans do? Oh, so the Long Island Republicans. Yeah. I actually brought a soundbite from the chairman. Yeah. And he's calling for Santos' immediate resignation. I heard that. Yep. What's fascinating about that? They suffered four years of Donald Trump's constant lies, 20, 30 a day, and not one of them called for his immediate resignation. Uh, but George Santos, low-hanging fruit. Speaking of one that you're talking about, let's go to uh, cut one, which is uh, Kevin McCarthy at cut one. So this is the House Speaker, the newly assigned House Speaker. Spineless. Who, absolutely <laughs> spineless. Who, the uh, worst. He's commenting on the Santos situation, and reporters want to know well, Mr. McCarthy, what's your opinion on this? Do you think you should step down? Listen to Kevin McCarthy's response. Call on him to resign today. Does that affect your thinking at all? What do you intend no. to do about Congressman Santos? I try to stick by the Constitution. The voters elected him to serve. If there is a concern and he has to go through the ethics, we'll let him move through that. Uh, but right now, the voters have, have a voice in the decisions, not where people pick and choose based upon what somebody's press has. Would you, um, so he will continue to serve. Would you, are you going to take any action against him at this point? Are any of these allegations acceptable to you? What are the charges against him? Well, I mean, Is there a charge against him? You know, in America today, you're innocent until proven guilty. Not when you admit to lying. No. Uh, here's what's amazing about that statement. First of all, you don't have to be charged with something 
for the House Speaker to say, I think he should step down. Example. Nixon had never been charged with anything. Example. Let's just hypothetically say for a moment that there is a congressman, a politician that is married and has an inappropriate relationship with an 18-year-old girl. That is not against the law in this country. You can do that, but I think most people would say it's utterly, it would be utterly disgusting, despicable, and you should step down. So McCarthy is trying to make the argument, well, unless he's charged with something, I'm not going to recommend he steps down. That is absurd. That's number one. That is a ridiculous statement. Number two, he says over and over again, well, the voters elected him to serve. Just because the voters elect somebody to serve doesn't mean that you can't have an opinion on whether you think he should still be in power. Yeah. Again, that is what a spineless person would say. There's a lot of things you can do in this country that aren't necessarily against the law. I will give you a perfect example of what I am talking about, Doug. And I talk about this all the time because Republicans don't seem to understand freedom of speech very well. You can go on a public sidewalk. Notice how I didn't say private. You can go on a public sidewalk and hold up a sign that says, I hate white people or I hate black people. The government can't arrest you. You're not going to go to jail. Now, what would you say? <laughs> You're not going to have the, a job the next day. <laughs> well, that's what I'm getting to. Let's just say this person has a very prominent job mm -hmm. at Walmart. Let's just say Walmart. Just give any example. And then you talk to the, to the, maybe the head manager there does an interview with the media or the CEO of Walmart. And a member of the media asked, like just asking McCarthy, you're not going to punish him. You don't think anything should happen. And the CEO responds by saying, well, are there any charges filed? You would say to that CEO, don't you have a moral compass? Don't you have any moral high ground? I understand he didn't break the law, but don't you think this is bad for your company? In this situation with Santos, don't you think this is bad for the country? That is the analogy that I make. McCarthy has no backbone or spine. You don't have to be charged with something. You don't have to commit a crime in order for a House Speaker to say, you know what, he should probably step down because this is this is really bad. That is Kevin McCarthy for you in a nutshell. If he's the CEO of Walmart, which he's not, but if he was, and one of his general managers was seen on a public sidewalk saying, I hate black people, McCarthy would answer that question by saying, well, he hasn't been charged with anything. Yeah. There you go. That's Kevin McCarthy in a nutshell. And by the way, there was a story that just broke this morning, and we don't know if it's true or not. Yeah. That McCarthy made some kind of a deal with Santos in order to get his vote. Really? I wonder what that deal was. Sexual? You just heard it. Was it sexual? No. Oh, okay. Not <laughs> just asking, asking, not asking him to resign. <laughs> it wasn't a sexual favor. Okay. No. <laughs> um, listen, this guy's a horrible human being. He's despicable. They are. And um, uh, Santos and McCarthy's right there behind him. But, you know, there's just certain levels. And I will give credit to some Republicans who have come out and have said, uh, and you mentioned one of them, he should step down, he should resign. There are yeah, some his last name is Cairo, I think. And you know what? There are other Republicans as well that yeah. have. that have. But In the U.S. House. I heard, I heard one today. And, and listen, I give them, uh, they have a moral compass, and I'm glad that they did that, but this is obvious. Uh, in this situation, at least they made well, their decision. Well, I don't give them too much praise because, yeah. to me, Santos is low-hanging fruit. Again, these same people that are yeah. calling for Santos to resign said nothing during the 30,500 plus lies Trump told, including ones that cost thousands of lies because of his COVID lies. Okay, so listen, I agree with you, right? We agree on that, and there's we'll no question. We'll give him a little bit of praise. No question. <laughs> uh, there, there's no question. I, I agree with you. Um, and I believe, here's the difference, though, and I think you'll agree with me on this. You know, if you went out and you called out Donald Trump on his lies, 
those people would be in fear that they would lose power at that time, especially when Donald Trump was president. And I don't defend that. This guy, Santos, if they call him out, they're not going to lose any power. You know, it's not going to hurt them politically. Uh, that's the difference. You could call out Santos right now. That's the thing about McCarthy that is amazing to me. And there's got to be something else going on behind closed but doors. But then I would say to call out somebody for their transgressions, be they lies like Santos, whatever, when it's easy to do so. Yeah. Doesn't doesn't excuse the fact that you didn't yeah. call out Trump because it wasn't politically expedient. In fact, it could have been political suicide. Listen, I agree with you, you know? and it was. It certainly was for Liz Cheney. It certainly has been for Kinzinger, whether he was going to step down or not. Uh, it certainly was for Mitt Romney. Um, but I will always have respect for those three. I will have respect. By the way, I respected um, Mitt Romney way before that happened. Right? I respected him, but. Um, you know, I've always had uh, respect for what they did, even though I disagree with basically everything Liz Cheney stands for. Yeah. But, all right, oh, Doug. Even a blind squirrel finds a nut every now and then. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, Doug. So we uh, got to go to break. Um, and uh, when we come back, uh, there's a couple other things I'd like to uh, speak with you. Uh, so Peter Douchey, as I call him, <laughs> again, got into it with uh, the spokesperson for Joe Biden at the White House yesterday in regards to immigration. It has a little bit to do with Joe Biden visiting the border. You know, because Republicans always want to talk about visiting the border like that's going to solve any problems. We're going to talk about that when we get back and maybe get into a little bit of uh, UNLV drama and Raider drama when we come back as well. I know Doug is a huge Derek Carr fan, so we'll have to talk about that when we come back to uh, 702-221-7283 is the number to call. We'll take a quick break. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to Pushing the Limits right here on KSHP. Everybody, are you struggling to find a pizza place that reminds you of Brooklyn? That true blue New York style pie? Well, worry no more. Stallone's Italian Eatery Pizza is a knockout. We're located at 467 East Silverado Ranch Boulevard, just off of Premier Road, half a mile east of South Point Casino, just minutes from the Las Vegas Strip. Come by and grab a slice of pie. Plus, check out our Brooklyn-inspired Italian cuisine. Our sandwiches are super hero, that is, because why be a sub? And you can be a hero. Stallone's Italian Eatery is here to serve you phenomenal food, Vegas. Forget about it. Look, it's impossible for the average person to find a great attorney out there. There's so much misinformation. Now, let me introduce you to former Chief Deputy District Attorney Thomas Moskal. He was Las Vegas' top DUI prosecutor for years. He prosecuted the most high-profile DUI cases in Clark County. No one knows more about DUI law in Nevada. Just Google it. If you get charged with DUI, whether it's a misdemeanor or even more importantly, a felony, you need Thomas Moskal representing you. His relationships with the prosecutors and judges and his knowledge of DUI law to work for you. So give him a call now or text him at 702-848-5555. It's your life and liberty that's at stake. Don't wait. Call now. That number again, 702-848-5555. 
Hey everybody, it's Brian Shapiro from Pushing the Limits. I want to tell you guys about Sahara West Urgent Care and Wellness. They're conveniently located on the southwest corner of Sahara and Jones. They're open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. and Saturday, 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. At Sahara West Urgent Care, they'll take care of all your health care needs. They offer routine services such as physicals, STD testing, car accident treatment and work injuries, you name it, they do it. They have on-site x-ray, EKG, ultrasound and labs. They treat chronic conditions such as asthma, blood pressure, diabetes and more. They also offer general wellness exams, treatments such as testosterone enhancement and cancer screening. They're located on Sahara, 6125 West Sahara Avenue. Their number is 702-248-0554. And the best part, they accept most major insurances and affordable cash pay prices, office visits starting at just $95. And I'm also a client. So please give them a call, 702-248-0554. A great time. Your entertainment destination, the South Point, invites you to experience the ultimate great time under one roof. Dancing, a live show, a movie, delicious dining, and one of South Point's 11 restaurants. So much to see. So much to do. You won't know where to start first. This week, make it a South Point week and discover for yourself why the South Point is your entertainment destination for a great time. Welcome, welcome back. It is uh, Pushing the Limits on a Thursday. As I mentioned, uh, Michelle Mortensen will be in studio tomorrow. We're always going to have fun with her, no question about it. we got Doug Basham here today. I uh, want to tell you guys about my good friends at Sahara West Urgent and Primary Care, uh, located right down the street from the station here, actually, at Sahara and Jones. Uh, no appointment needed, uh, but I was in and out of there in 20 minutes without an appointment. They're so awesome over there. Give them a call, 702-248-0554. You can also visit them online at saharawesturgentcare.com. They take most insurances, but if you don't have insurance, 95 bucks. How cool is that? Sahara West Urgent and Primary Care. Please check them out and tell them. That I sent you. Okay, Doug, before we get to uh, a little bit of sports talk, I um, want to talk a little bit about uh, immigration. And again, going back to the interview I did yesterday with Jake's from the uh, RJ, um, you know, he kind of defended uh, whether it be Abbott or Ron DeSantis, uh, basically shipping out these immigrants uh, for political gain and for political points, right? That's what we're talking about here. And how sad is it that an action like that? Scores you political points. Yeah, it's it's it it goes to show you uh, the Republican base right now. To yeah. be honest with you, but um, listen, there are plenty of criticisms to go around for Democrats and how they've handled the border issue uh, as well. And I don't agree with some Democrats that think if you're undocumented that you should be allowed to have a bank account, you should be allowed to get a driver's license. I disagree with that, but I also believe that there should be some sort of pathway to citizenship paying a penalty for for good people that are in this country but that are undocumented. And if you commit a felony while you're here. That's it. You're done. You can never come back. I'm, I'm all for that 100%. But again, there's just not, not a lot of reasonable people on both sides. Uh, a wall is not going to help at all. Uh, and the overwhelming majority, and it's amazing to me that Jake's talks all, so much about immigration, but it didn't seem to me that he was even aware that the overwhelming majority of people that are undocumented in this country are not ones that are crossing the border. And by the way, it's not wide open. That's also a lie. Yeah. Uh, but uh, they're not people that cross the border illegally. They're people that overstay their visas, but you'll never hear Republicans talk about that. So what is the Republican talking point? Well, yeah, Joe Biden's responsible for every illegal that's in this country. The Biden administration is responsible for all the fentanyl in this country. But 
interestingly enough, they also, the talking point of why hasn't Kamala Harris gone to the border? Why hasn't Joe Biden gone to the border? Uh, and you know, again, here's the lack of democratic messaging. The one that first started all this hoopla about them going to the border. Why didn't any Democrats say, you do understand that, that, that just visiting the border doesn't accomplish anything? Yeah. Exactly. I mean, it and now that he's gone, what are they saying? What took him so long? Well, I want to play. He was hiding documents in his garage. Yeah, that must have been what it was, right? Um, I want to play for you an interaction. Uh, I want to play for you an interaction. Uh, cut four, and in cut four, it is uh, as I like to call him, Peter Douchey from Fox News. Uh, again, he's speaking uh, at the press conference with the uh, White House uh, communications director, and I want you to listen to this interaction. And again, this is a red meat Fox News talking point, right? wing question and then we'll talk about it here it is i want to see what's really going on at the border he did see exactly what's going on at the border he didn't talk to any migrants and he didn't go anywhere that people actually cross illegally why not but he also but he met uh he went to the the migrant center which was a, a critical place critical place to be when you think about the partners uh who who are uh our partners who are helping uh support uh, the migrants on the ground there. Uh, there happened to be no migrants at the facility at the time that he visited. But let's, but let's. Because El Paso has been crushed. The shelters are full. There are overflow migrants sleeping in the streets. And then it's just a coincidence that suddenly the president shows up and. Well, let me talk about what's going on in El Paso, right? El Paso uh, did go down significantly prior to the president's visit uh, by about 70%. And that's a good thing, Peter. That's a good thing that we, we've seen the, the numbers go down. And that is something that uh, we should be saying, okay, that's a good job there. Uh, it has helped ease pressure all across the community, but the president visit uh, uh, had nothing to do with it. Uh, and so, look, again, uh, we went to, he went to a migrant center. Uh, he went to one of the busiest port of entry, which is in El Paso. Uh, and, uh, and so the president got to see. He went to the border. He got to see for himself, talking to. We've always been very clear that we were going to, he was going to talk to the people on the ground uh, who was, who, who's working on the border. Uh, and that's what you saw. You saw him meet with uh, the CBP. Uh, you saw him meet with partners on the ground, as I just stated, uh, who deal with migrants and their families. And the president also is going to continue to call on uh, Congress to take action. Fire Corrine Jean-Pierre, please. <laughs> Seriously, I am not pleased with her. As no, neither am, I, neither am I. But, but again, it goes to what I've been harping on for years, Democrats and their weak-ass messaging. When Peter Ducey said he didn't go to a place where people were crossing, she immediately goes on defense. Well, he did go here, Peter, and, and he did go there. No, just said, what a stupid question, Peter. What difference does it make? What would have changed if he went to a place where people were actually crossing? I mean, I it was a stupid, th but def Democrats always on the defense. Oh, no. Oh, no. Ah, yeah, I, um, I agree with you, actually. And I haven't really talked about her very much, but, um, I think the last House Speaker was much better. I'm um, forgetting her name, the redhead. Um, why am I drawing a blank? But the redhead know, forgot, I forgot who she is. Uh, but I thought she did a much better job. I'm not saying you have to be, um, disrespectful to the reporters, but to, I answer, am. <laughs> but to answer it by saying, that's a ridiculous question, Peter. So now let me ask you a question, uh, since you want to be part of this and a show for Fox News. Um, what good would it be if Joe Biden went down there? Um, and then Peter would probably answer by saying, well, it would show him what's actually going down at the border. Um, Peter, we have 
advisors and people that go down there that report uh, to the president every day. He doesn't need to go down there. Uh, so what you're saying doesn't... All he needs to do is turn yeah. on Fox. And I would respond by saying, unlike the last administration, Joe Biden isn't looking for photo ops. That's what I would say. Yeah. Uh, and by the way, uh, besides the people, besides the migrants that Donald Trump talked to that worked for him over the years, um, Donald Trump go down to the border and speak to migrants? Did he speak to undocumented people that were crossing the border? The answer is no. Right. So what a, I agree with you. What an ignorant and stupid question. But we know that's what Douchey is going to ask at these oh, yeah. press conferences. That's what right? he's paid to do. And it is not what Jim Acosta did. Jim Acosta went to these press conferences and held people to fire when there were blatant lies going on. That is the difference between what certain members of the media did with the Trump administration and what Peter Douchey is doing. Well, why did you go down to the border? Why did you go down to the border? That's a red herring and it's red meat for the Republicans. Yeah. If you want to address something that Joe Biden said that is not true, that's a lie, then have at it. But I agree with you. She did not answer the question the way I would have wanted her to answer the question. I am so sick of these people in this country. Jen Psaki. Jen Psaki. I thought <laughs> she was very, very good and I enjoy watching her on television. I am so sick Again, I always talk about the far right. There are members of the far right. They don't care about the fentanyl issue. And listen, that is a very fair conversation to have. And it's a problem in this country. They don't care about people smuggling drugs. You know what they care about? They don't like the fact that these people are, you know, these middle-aged, crusty white Republicans are afraid. And they're afraid that one day maybe they're going to be the minority. They don't want more brown people in this country. Well, now, that, listen, they Doug, already are. They'll but, never say but that publicly. Get worse. They'll never say that publicly, Doug. Right, right. Right. But that's what they are afraid of. Let me tell you something. You'll never hear any of these right wing nut jobs. Some of them who are, I would imagine, are probably racist. You'll never hear them talk about the good of these migrants. You'll never hear them talk about how they'll take jobs that regular everyday Americans will not take. You'll never hear them say per capita, you're more likely the victim of a crime of an American citizen than somebody who is undocumented. You'll never hear them. It's always go after them. But Watch Fox News and Tucker Carlson and Laura Ingram. That's, and that's all they do. Why? Because their media has spent years instilling this fear within them. Right. Right. And I mean, what, what they're never taught by their media, because it doesn't suit their media's narrative or the QOP's narrative, is that these cartels don't trust the river swimmers or border crossers with their multi-million dollar packages. They have one-way submarines that cost upwards of a million dollars that they send their stuff over. They don't send it to the river jumpers or send it with the river jumpers. Yeah. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Yeah, it is. But, but they're... Their media gives them this narrow, shallow, simple to remember bumper sticker, fear mongering slogan. Right. Migrants are going to kill you. Yeah. Or whatever. I'm really sick of it. And, and, and that's as deep as they go. Yeah. And you try to explain nuance to them. They're just not capable anymore. Years yeah. and years and years ago, they surrendered their ability to think critically for themselves to their right wing propaganda hate. But media. let me ask you a and fair they're question. They're no longer capable of nuance, I believe. Let me ask you a question that I think is fair, though. Why is it during the Biden administration that we have so many more people crossing the border illegally? Why is it more now than it was, say, during the Trump administration or the Obama administration? Well, Why? that was one thing. COVID was the one thing immigration wise that worked to Trump's favor. I mean, that was the one time people didn't want to come here. Mm -hmm. So you think COVID is the reason why more people are coming here illegally under the Biden? I think that's part of it. I mean, I haven't done a complete analysis, yeah. but because more um, people are coming here illegally, but um, 
the overwhelming majority of these people are well, not. It's bad a lot people. more welcoming country under Democrats than it is Republicans. It is at the not same that time. I'm saying that justifies them yeah, coming, yeah. but would you rather come here when Trump was president or when yeah. Biden was president? That that very well is a good point. And that could be a part of it. So here's what I want to see done, and it's something that probably will not happen. I'm going to go on both sides of the aisle here and give my qualms on on both sides. Okay, Doug. And by the way, both parties for years yes. have failed to address no, immigration. No question, mind you, Democrats have introduced many. Immigration reform bills that Republicans have voted against. No question. And, and, and I bring up that point all the time. And while there are more people crossing the border illegally now than maybe in, in the last 20, 30 years, this is not a Democrat problem. This is not just a Joe Biden administration problem. And it's not a Republican problem. It's an American problem. So here's what I want to see happen. And here are the extremes that I want to get rid of. I'm going to go after the left first. And not every Democrat thinks this way, but some do. They believe that if you are undocumented, I don't like using the term illegal, so I'm going to use the term undocumented, that you should be allowed to have a driver's license or a bank account. To me, that is ridiculous and that is absurd because you're not paying taxes. Uh, I don't want, if you're undocumented, I don't want you to be able to have some of the same luxuries that somebody who worked hard to become legal. Um, now, with that being said, I'll be fair and say, I think there needs to be some sort of pathway to citizenship better than the process now. If you're here with a family, if you haven't committed any crimes other than crossing the border illegally or overstaying your visa, if you've shown and you have a history of, you know, uh, doing something for society in this country, you could be making $5 an hour as a gardener. I don't know. I'm just saying there has to be a pathway to citizenship for these people now, especially those that have been here a while. Let's start with them. You can't give everybody citizenship, but let's start with the people that have been here a very, very long time. For example, if you have been here more than 10 years and you are still undocumented, I want those people to be first in line to get a pathway to citizenship, pay a penalty. That's what I would do. As far as the border is concerned, I don't start at the border. I start with those that overstay their visas, something that Republicans and Democrats do not talk about. The overwhelming majority of people that are illegal or undocumented, whatever term you want to use, overstay their visas. We need to have some sort of ankle bracelet program. And I know a lot of people would be against that. Oh, wait a second. They're not criminals. We need to find out where you are. Would that be a little expensive? Yes, but in the long run, it saves America money. You look at all the medical bills of all the people that are undocumented that have no insurance. Just that alone, take that away. And those people that are uh, undocumented, they need to have some sort of ankle bracelet on. A wall is not going to solve the issue. I do believe we need more border security. I do believe we need more security as a whole. I do believe we need to find out all the places on the border, the, the high-risk places where people are crossing, and we need to put more resources there. A wall is not going to help. A wall is not going to solve all the problems. People always find a way. There's underground tunnels. There's other ways of crossing the border illegally. We know that. Yeah, me people in Mexico have never heard yeah. of ladders. Yeah. But those are some ropes. of the... Absolutely. But those are some of the solutions that I think if Republicans, Democrats could come together, which they can't, but if they could, I think that would solve a lot of the issues. You agree? Disagree? Oh, yeah. But again, when you're talking to people who think that the one and only be all end all solution is a wall yeah. that Mexico is going to pay for, how do you get through to them with nuance? Yeah. Well, listen, we know that Donald Trump campaigned on a lie, many lies, but the main one being the I'm going to build a wall and Mexico is going to pay for it. Not only thing? did Mexico not pay for it, but the wall was never completed. Um, that was Biden a, did get Mexico to kick in one and a half billion towards border security. Right. Trump didn't. Right. That, that's also true. Uh, we need to stop 
people campaigning on the immigration situation. We need to stop people trying to score political points like the Ron DeSantis's and the Greg Abbott's of the world in sending these migrants uh, to cities only to make political points. Um, but th- that's terrible. a good point, Brian. But the question is, how do you stop Republicans from campaigning the way they always have? Fear-mongering. Yeah. Um, I do say I do think the left at times does that as well. I think the right does it more. Um, certainly, but uh, when when we on the left campaign on fear mongering, like they're coming for your social security and Medicare, yeah, it's not just fear mongering. Yeah, it's actually the truth. But there has There's to be times when you need to be afraid because the re- the issue that's being addressed is fearful. But there has to be some warranted criticism for the Biden administration for not doing enough at the border. I don't think that's unfair. Now, what many Republicans do takes it, I think, a step too far. But the Biden administration has not done a good job at securing our border. I do believe it's a crisis. You'll hear a lot of liberals say it's not a crisis. It is a crisis. There's a lot of drugs being smuggled across the border. And there's a lot of people that are undocumented that are crossing the border. Uh, record numbers in the last couple of years. I do believe that is a very fair criticism of the Biden administration. He's not the only reason. Democrats are not the only reason. As I say all the time, this is an American problem. But when you hear people like Laura Ingram and Tucker Carlson not only attacking brown people that cross the border illegally, but also blaming only Democrats in the Biden administration, that's also extremely disingenuous. Have to come up with solutions. I haven't heard any Republicans come up with any solutions other than build the wall, build the wall. Yeah. That's not going to that's not going to change everything. I know. I know. It's But do you agree with me? There's got to be there's got to be some criticism for the Biden administration. No, you're a liberal. You're a Biden supporter. Now, in all honesty, the fact that I'm not on the air on a regular basis, I don't know. Is it the fact that there are more people showing up at the border and being turned away or more people actually getting to cross? I don't know the answer to that question, but what I do know is that... Because if there's more people showing up, that I can understand. Right. I don't know. But I've also heard that the Biden administration has sent more away than Trump did. I don't... If that's true, then I'm happy to hear that. But uh, you brought up COVID and you brought up a couple other things. Uh, The bottom line is... We need to in have other solutions. words, I'd rather live in Joe Biden's America than Donald Trump's. Well, I would. I would. There's no question about that. Legal or illegal. <laughs> I, I, I would, and I understand that. But you know what Fox News does, and you know what Laura oh. Ingram does. They'll take one crime that was committed by, uh, you know, a brown person. Well, it's like Lauren and Biden's education, yeah. and all of a sudden that accuses yeah. Trump's thirty thousand lives. It's interesting, right? You, you, they'll take one brown person, uh, you know, somebody who crosses the border illegally who commits a terrible crime, and it's horrible, right? But they'll take that, but they won't take the white supremacist that shoots a bunch of people at Walmart and shoots people because they're brown. They don't want to talk about that. But, you know, Fox News does this all the time. Yeah. You know, they'll take brown people committing crimes. If you watch Fox News, you'd think that a white person never committed a crime. You know, if I can bring something up for a moment, I heard the other day, you know, I'm always talking about democratic messaging, how they allowed the pro-choice and anti-choice to become pro-life and pro-death. They did the same thing. This thing I watched the other night, Daniel Patrick Moynihan called it semantic infiltration. Yeah. And he said, they make the lie part of their signature. And the example he used was Fox News. Yeah. He said every time, and it was, it was, um, Lawrence O'Donnell that was, that was reporting this. And he said, every time you say Fox News, you are helping them repeat the lie. Just like when you say, pro-choice. If a Democrat calls a Republican pro-choice, it's almost a tacit admission that he's pro-death. If you say Fox News, which I haven't said for years, I've said Fox Noise. 
I never say Fox News because I don't want to give them any credibility because Fox has never been and never will be a news organization. Right. It's a propaganda outfit. Right. And of course, the right will say, oh, let's we'll see another MSNBC. Out. Well, no, that's not true. And if you go to MSNBC, yes, there are liberals as hosts. Tell me what they've said that isn't true. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So that's why I never say Fox News. I say Fox Noise. And I don't call Republicans pro-life. I call them anti-choice. Again, I'm not. But isn't that an interesting concept? It is is interesting. You know, I'm not. I'm not a Democrat. I'm not a liberal, even though though we agree on a lot of issues. And I certainly lean to the left when it comes to a lot of social issues. But you're you're a proud liberal and there's nothing wrong with that. But I will say this. uh, I don't think MSNBC hurts people. I don't think they spread lies and rhetoric. But I do believe they're extremely biased uh, and they don't have enough Republicans on. Uh, I think CNN, while leaning to the left, is much more middle grounded. Uh, Fox News, we all know, is is alt right. And listen, I'm again, I'm not saying I don't believe MSNBC hurts. I just don't think they help. I think we need more. Listen, I'll be honest with you. I, I, I watched I used to watch Hannity and Combs a lot. Uh, Combs was a good man. Sadly, he passed away, but they split up way before he passed away. But I used to watch that show, Doug, and I feel like Hannity was even more fair back then because you heard both sides of an issue. When that show was first conceived, it was called Hannity and co-host to be named later. Hannity picked Combs because of his demeanor. Alan Combs was not a dragon. He didn't attack, but but he was an extremely intelligent guy. Oh, no question. And I I watched. I loved Alan Combs, but but again, it's it's the issue of a of a fire breathing conservative host and a rather placid democratic one. True, but even when I watched Crossfire, you can't say that guy is placid. Uh, I watched Crossfire, and that was when Tucker Carlson was maybe a little bit more more of a decent person back then than maybe he is now but i used to watch crossfire all the time i actually had carlson on my show once as a guest did you really yep. wow but i used to and watch paul begala who was his co-host i used to watch that show and the reason why i watched that show is because you got to hear both sides of an issue i watched hannity and combs and i used to watch that show and i and i used to watch it because when hannity would make a point that i did maybe i disagreed or combs would come back and he would he would give his opinion but you heard now I have to go to different networks but to hear see, different sides, and I hate that. Well, I understand, and I see your point that both sides should be given a platform. Yes. But that I only, I only extend that to policy. Unfortunately, what the other side has become on the right now is not policy. They, they showed us the first week of taking over this house. They're incapable of governing. Yeah. They can't even govern themselves. And they're going to govern a country? No, it's impossible. The other side has now evolves or devolves so far away from policy yeah. and has become grievance. Yeah. And it's like, well, why have the other side on when you're not going to talk policy and all they're going to do is spread lies about how everybody's picking on poor conservatives? So well, I, mean, I, don't, I see obviously, your point, obviously but I don't the agree other with side has devolved yeah. to the point I think it's pointless to have it on. I think it's destructive. Well, to your point, uh, when I had our guest on yesterday from the RJ, who's a staunch you know, Republican conservative, and he was talking about how conservatives are being silenced. And, and I said to him, I said, Okay, first of all, Twitter was a private company then, and it's a private company now. They can do whatever they want. And then he said, uh, went into the Hunter Biden stuff, like he knew exactly oh. what was in the laptop. And then he said, well, there were articles written in the New York Times. And, this. and he didn't know what he was talking about because he claimed that there were articles written in the New York Times and other articles uh, showing evidence that Joe Biden committed a crime. I looked it up. 
Not true. Not true at all. There was only speculation about that and no actual real evidence, and he has no idea what was in Hunter Biden's laptop. But yet, you want to spread rumors and misinformation, and then they want to complain about the Russian disinformation and all this other stuff. They're just the, the, it's, to me, it's the definition of hypocrites. But it, yeah, you know. and the whole thing is, it's not conservatives that were being censored or kicked off platforms. It was conservative liars that were spreading harmful disinformation. Right. No, no doubt about it. And that. I say disinformation, not misinformation, because mis applies that you don't know. Right. Disinformation, you know you're spreading lies. No question. And uh, so it's, you know, there, there's a lot of misinformation out there. There's no you know question what about it. we didn't get into today, What's Brian? What's that? The, the Republicans and their new committee to investigate the United States federal government. All right, we can talk about that. Uh, oh. You know, and that's another frustrating topic to discuss. But uh, and comparing it to the church committee, yeah, please. Another, another. What they're doing is protecting yeah. themselves because the federal government. If if this investigation into January sixth is just, this will make Watergate look like a walk in the park, because of, of the. What, 17 committees that Republicans now have? 11 of them are chaired by people who voted to decertify the 2020 election. That is true. Um, and we have insurrectionists heading, being chairman of committees. Sadly, we do. And I, and I tend to, uh, I tend to agree with you, but, uh, there's a lot of things going on in Washington these days that are pretty frustrating that get me going. And we talk about these very serious topics every day. You know, another thing that gets me going. Uh, the Las Vegas Raiders. <laughs> oh. This team has gotten me going a lot. Uh, the question now surfaces, you know, we have the uh, NFL, of course, the playoffs start this weekend. And I'm kind of rooting for Tom Brady to lose. Not because I hate Tom Brady or I dislike the Buccaneers. Because it's time. Because I'm, no, not even for that. I'm rooting for Tom Brady to lose because I want him to have a sour note to end the season. So he <laughs> hopefully comes and comes here and becomes the Las Vegas Raider. That's, really? that, I'm, that's why I'm rooting for Brady. I actually think the Buccaneers are going to pull off the upset and I think they're going to win. Uh, but there are some intriguing matchups. Certainly the Buffalo Bills game is not very intriguing. The spread is like 13, uh, because, uh, Tua is not, uh, going to no, be starting. Tua's not playing. He's not playing. Right. Of course. But, but uh, don't you think Brady is just a one-year solution? Um, no, and here's why. I think if he came here to Vegas, he'd probably be one to two years. The reason why I don't call it a one to two-year solution is because you draft a young quarterback during that time, put him under Tom Brady's wing. Gronkowski even made some comments on a podcast the other day saying there is a chance he could come back. Trust me, if Tom Brady comes to Vegas, we'll get Gronk, too. Gronk is going to Gronk is Vegas, and I love him, and he's Maybe still they can in great even shape. Bring Edelman out of retirement? Nah, that, <laughs> now that's going a little bit stretchy. But oh, I loved Edelman. Gronk, I thought he was the heart and soul of Edelman the Edelman was great, but he ain't coming back. I don't see that happening. Nah, uh, Gronk, Gronk is still in phenomenal physical condition, and I think he would come back. Imagine this for a moment, and forget about the coaching staff because I don't like Josh McDaniels, and I don't like the staff as far as not personally, just as far as their coaching abilities. I don't think McDaniels is a very good head coach. Imagine for a moment. You got Tom Brady in his last year or two of his career. The best, maybe arguably the best NFL player of all time. Certainly the best quarterback of all time. He brings Gronkowski in. You have Gronkowski. You have Devontae Adams, who is the best receiver in football. You still have other pieces to the puzzle. Um, you still have Darren Waller. You still have Max Crosby on defense. Uh, the defense needs a lot. Need a lot of improvement. You can make the argument that if you bring those guys in and you have Tom Brady, 
you can make the argument that you maybe have the most talent in the NFL, even more than the Chiefs, more than the Bills, or any other team that is one of the favorites to win it all. Well, I would just say be careful because they made the same argument before this season. I didn't make that argument. No, what I'm I, saying what that I said argument was, was made. What I said was on paper, right. the Raiders have a ton of talent. I said that at the end of the year, and there's no excuse for them not making the playoffs. That's what I said. Um, but if you have Tom Brady and somehow you can find a way to keep Josh Jacobs and you got Gronkowski, assuming that would happen, which, listen, this could be very far-fetched. But if, if you do that, you're immediately, in my opinion, a Super Bowl contender, assuming that they make some changes on defense. I don't like Josh McDaniels, but... Um, so it's going to be an interesting offseason for the Raiders. Uh, we know that Carr ain't coming back. Uh, thank God. Uh, listen, personally, I think Derek Carr, great guy. I've said that time and time again. I've never said anything. I'm just, I'm just tired of the losing and I'm, and I'm tired of Derek Carr having the type of games that he had this year. Inexcusable. It's not all on Derek Carr. Derek Carr was able to bring this team to the playoffs last year, and there were a lot of other variables involved. Uh, the coaching staff at the second half of the year thought they did a phenomenal job. Versaccia and Ole as the offensive court. I thought these guys did a great job, and I thought it was a monumental mistake, and I said it as it happened, to not give them another year. Because I personally believe if the coaching staff from last year was brought back, I believe this team makes the playoffs. They didn't have Devontae Adams last year. No. They didn't have Josh Jacobs with a career year this year. They didn't have all this stuff. They had a ton of injuries last year. Listen, I understand Darren Waller was injured and a couple other key guys have been out, but, um, I, I just think that was a, I just think Mark Davis, pretty good WNBA owner, right? Not a good NFL owner. It's not because he's a bad guy. I just don't, I just don't think he makes very good decisions as an NFL owner. Uh, and I think this coach is a perfect example of that. Uh, John, paying John Gruden $100 million on a 10-year contract was absurd. Uh, John Gruden is a career-long 500 coach. What other coach in professional sports would get a contract like that that has won half their games? It doesn't make any sense to me at all. So a lot of this is on Mark Davis, and then there's the trickle-down effect in my personal opinion. But I do respect Mark Davis for making everybody get their COVID shots if they want to do a Tinder Raider game. I, <laughs> I did tell him that, that I appreciated uh, that. The question is, Brian, how long do you think Brady can be productive? A couple of years minimum. You think he's got two more? Yeah. When you look at his body and you look at how well he takes care of himself and how much it means to him to win, and I'm going to give him an extra year or two. You know why? Because he's divorced. <laughs> <laughs> that gives Tom Brady a little bit more time to, 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 he's still, I'm sure, a great father to take care of, but gives him a little bit more time to take care of himself. And really now all he has is football and his kids, right? And I actually think next year he's going to be more focused. Keep in mind, all this happened at the beginning of the football season. Remember when he was out for a month and he wasn't even seeing right, practice? Right. That's stressful, man. All this happened at the beginning of the season. So That's true. next year he's going to have a fresher mind. Part of what clarity. Part of what some have called his minimal decline this season could have been just mental stress. Absolutely, That's quite possible. There's no question in the fact that people are human beings, and they, have, they don't have a very good coaching staff, and their defense isn't very good, and he's got a lot of young receivers. And what happened here wasn't the kind of thing that motivates you, right? <laughs> exactly. I mean, when Giselle Bunchkin divorces you, you don't celebrate. No, that's not a celebration. But it seems like they're amicable. They, 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 you know, they still bought homes next to one another in Florida. Uh, of course, the rumor, which I believe is true, uh, that I've heard that Tom Brady bought some property out here, uh, very close to his very good friend Mark. Wahlberg. Yep. Um, 
so yes, uh, I'm not big on Garoppolo. Uh, I know he got uh, he got he got to a Super Bowl. Obviously, he's a very capable quarterback. But that's the problem, more of a lateral move. Well, than he's an upward one. Yeah, but he's injury prone too. Yeah, and, that, and that's my that's my concern with Garoppolo. That wouldn't really excite me. Certainly, it's better than what we've had here. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, uh, after looking at his contract, uh, there's no way the Raiders can get him. It's virtually impossible with the type of contract that he has. The one person that they can get that Dana White, um, actually, uh, <laughs> yeah, I know the whole slap thing. Slappy. I got I to get into that story tomorrow, but, um, Dana White tried to facilitate Tom Brady to come here to Vegas. And the one person that wouldn't allow it to happen was John Gruden. Mm, yeah. Uh, and he can't be forgiven for that among other things, but uh, Tom Brady wanted to come here. I bet you if you asked him, he'd still want to come here under the right circumstances. He still has a relationship with Josh McDaniels. I don't know how good that relationship is, but he still has one. Um, so I, I do believe that it's very plausible that this could happen. I still think Tom Brady's the favorite, but we'll have to wait and see what happens. Well, that's a wrap, man. It's been a, it's been a fun show to gate, Doug. I appreciate <laughs> you being here, man. Uh, a lot to, uh, you know, how the news will change over the next 24 hours, we will see. I know. <laughs> well, Michelle, but I'll tell you, keep an eye on this investigation to investigate the investigation. <laughs> yeah, we'll be They're sure. They're trying to interfere with ongoing investigations. I'll be sure That's to do that. Dangerous, Invest- typical. I like that. Investigate the investigation. I like that. Um, all right, Dougie Fresh. That's my new nickname for you. I, I appreciate you being here, my friend. That and- makes me sound cooler than I really am. <laughs> well, Doug, I always appreciate when you come in, my man. Thank you so much for being here. It's been a blast. Always my pleasure. As always, my thanks to Mark, as always, for uh, for doing a great job. And uh, tomorrow we're going to have Michelle Mortensen in studio. If I'm Dougie Fresh. He is Marky. Marky Mark. No, that's taken. Oh, that is taken already? Yes. Oh, I didn't know that. I don't know. That's Wahlberg. Well, I'll tell you what. I'll let... Well, nah, yeah, but Dougie Fresh is also a very famous rapper, so the... I'm I giving mean, you, you know, a pass on that one because it's me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I mean, you know, it's not like I just made that up out of thin air. I'm only a purist when it comes to other people. Yeah, you're just very white like me, that's all. Anyway, <laughs> Doug, thank you so much for being here as always. Appreciate it. And uh, we'll see you same time, same place tomorrow with Michelle Mortensen in studio. You know it's always going to be fun with her. We'll take a 22-hour break. We'll see you tomorrow, folks. Have a great day.